Like oh. we were just joking about whatever. Like we were just talking and having a laugh. But I had like yeah. this guilty feeling for even having a laugh. Right. And then Which is strange, right? Yeah, like yeah. it was just this weird feeling. And then um my dad stayed in the car and I went upstairs and my mom was in bed, but she was like propped up. She was sitting up and was unconscious and I pulled the blankets back and like I couldn't wake her up and her skin was purple and like marbled and I called my dad and I'm like she's she's dead like come on you need to come in so he ran in and he said you need to call 911 and he started doing CPR and uh yeah the ambulance he did continue to do CPR until they got there and uh me and my dad went downstairs and the police were there like and they were trying to talk to me and I just remember them asking me questions and I was like can we do this another time like why are you crazy and I just like fell to my knees because I couldn't even fathom what they were asking me yeah and then I sat on the couch with my dad and they were upstairs working on her and uh on the table there's like these on the back of an envelope my mom had written out a whole bunch of like deep quotes which is really weird yeah like it was very strange like so i'm like reading them and i'm like this is so weird but i couldn't i didn't piece everything together till after like i realized now i know she knew she was dying yeah there was no no reason for any of the things that she had done calling people the night before and And i know she take care of business almost pretty much and i know that she knew she knew that I loved her, so she didn't need to talk to me that night. Yeah. Like, she didn't feel the need to... to like, ah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And she had said to me, like, a week prior to that, I, she was like, babe, you don't need me anymore, and she was crying. you had me, but I never had guys Braden with not feel good people um this is a serious one so and an experimental one i've wanted to do this thing for a long time where i do a one-on-one interview with someone about one particular subject that goes all the way through and uh this episode particular episode deals with death and I'm um, talking about it with uh, my good friend, my good friend, Sam. And she was, you know, she was really raw and honest in this interview. And, you know, more than I could ever ask of anyone. She just went above and beyond. And uh, this covers uh, the death of a good friend who died recently. And 
uh, her the death of her boyfriend and the death of her mother. So I mean, I just I got I want to thank her for her time and you know her willingness to do this episode. Um, and I, I just hope you guys get something out of this. I definitely did. So uh, without any further ado, um, I give you this episode. Shadows are falling and I'm running out of breath. Keep me in your heart for a while. If I leave you, it doesn't mean I love you any less. Keep me in your heart for a while When you get up in the morning And you see that crazy sun Keep me in your heart for a while There's a train leaving nightly called When all is said and done Keep me in your heart for a while Hello. Uh, how's it going? <laughs> you know what? It's the like the beginning's always the worst because you're just like talking to a microphone all of a sudden. You're like, what the fuck do I say now? Yeah. Um, I'll catch up with what's going on in your life right now later. But like, but recently, okay. So, uh, I was last episode. I don't know if we're gonna. We might air like a different, like if we do a, not, a regular Not Feel Good People, I might air this the week after. But just to give context to the audience, last episode, I remember um, I, I did this whole like slideshow bit of like why How You See Me is a bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> like I kind of blindsided Lauren because <laughs> I'd watched it. I'd watched it I was like, this is horrible. And I just made this whole PowerPoint presentation. About... Uh... About uh, why Now You See Me is horrible. Yeah. I just <laughs> gave a bunch of evidence for bad writing and stuff. And then she's going to see you. And and I was so excited because I was like, oh, I can't wait for her to tell me about your reaction to my <laughs> being a bad friend. <laughs> and, and, and then she told me that, like, she came back. She's like, oh, Sam's uh, friend died. And I was like, oh, she probably didn't talk about the podcast at all right and she's like no i'm like god damn it <laughs> but okay but in all seriousness like what okay so what happened like give me like give me the like because this podcast is about death so i guess i mean i'm not trying to force it but no i'm good might as well get into it right and also if you say anything that you don't want i'll just cut it out just okay. tell me if there's anything so you could just like go free and like if there's anything you want to cut out we'll cut it out okay um but what happened? Okay, so it was like, was it last Sunday? Last Saturday. Last Saturday. Okay. Yeah. So I guess it was Sunday I found out. Fuck, I can't remember. But so he has had diabetes his whole life. This is your friend, right? Yeah. From way back. How, how long have you known him? Uh, I actually went to preschool with him. So I've known him since I was three. Oh, holy shit. Pre- three years old? Yeah. It's an old friendship. Yeah. Like we weren't close for till about grade nine. Like we'd known each other our whole lives, but we weren't close. And okay. Then, okay. So you're just aware of them. Yeah. I guess like, well, because you lived in Port Coquitlam. Port Coquitlam. 
Is that like is that a small enough area where there's just like one or two schools you could go to? Or well, there's South like... Side and there's North Side. So South Side Poco had four elementary schools. Sounds so gangster. Right yeah. <laughs> and he went to a different elementary school than me, and then we went to the same middle school and the same high school. Okay. So there's only one middle school and one high school in South Side, but four elementary schools. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. But you didn't start hanging out till when? Sorry. Tell like grade uh, grade eight, I would say, like the end of middle school, because mm-hmm. we both smoke pot and uh. <laughs> hang out and smoke pot together. So you you bonded over the, over the ganj, over um, the ganj. Um, and so from then on, you guys were like, how close were you? Like you said, yeah, he I, was from my school- like Holly was my girl best friend, and Stuart was my. Like he was with me. We would hang out for 12 hours a day. He would stay in my room with me Holy and smoke pot all night. Shit. And then... That's really tough, man. Yeah. And he was just a solid friend. Never, ever tried anything with me. We were just friends. And he would, yeah, stay in my bed with me. I'd pass out at like two in the morning and he right. would let himself out and walk home an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And there's like, because he was such a good guy, you're so close. There's never any, yeah. Yeah. Do you have any shenanigans or him trying anything. Yeah. Makes sense. And how was, well, what was he, what was he like? He was sweet. Um, It was, it's hard to like over the years as I grew up, he didn't because he was stuck in this. He didn't work. Right. He didn't do anything that adults do. Right, right, right. He didn't work. He didn't have a girlfriend and wasn't moving forward with life because he was sick. And I'm assuming. He had diabetes, right? Yeah. Which you think like people can manage, right? But he didn't like all the years that we hung out, we would go to the store and he would buy two, two liters of Coke for monsters and would inject himself with huge amounts of insulin so he could drink his pop and then it was all night all day just is that what is that because i don't even really for a person who's probably destined to get diabetes i know very surprisingly little about it uh is it like is that what it is is that's what insulin's for is just to manage your sugar when you take in sugar okay so i believe it's type 1 diabetes is where you don't have your body does not produce insulin right is that what he had yeah so that's why he had to inject it is that are you born with type 1 um, I believe so. Like, I don't think that they, they knew about it till he was a couple of years old. So it must, he must be able to, or he had it, but right. it wasn't recognized or something. But yeah. I know like, so I knew him in preschool mm-hmm. and then I didn't see him for say five years and through elementary school. And then middle school, he was this chubby, really happy, goofy kid. Right. Um, and then basically the year going into like the summer of grade eight going into grade nine which is high school in poco Mm -hmm. um he had been really sick and he came to school in high school and was like this scrawny tall scrawny kid really and that's how i knew him you think it's because he had to manage his sugar intake and stuff yeah and he didn't know how right like or he knew how but he didn't he wanted i can imagine like i've never been sick right so i don't know what it's like to um not be able to do things that other people can do, right? It's gotta be fucking horrible. Like, oh, I can't have a fucking pop? Fuck you, I'm gonna have a pop. I'm just yeah, gonna inject yeah, myself exactly. more, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, man, I I mean, on a much smaller degree, because this is kind of, I don't wanna say self-inflicted, but, but like diabetes is like a real thing that happens to you. I guess this is too, 
I don't know. I don't know how this is going to come off. But, but like, as opposed to, like, I can see, like, alcoholics feeling that way, too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because there's, like, everyone's drinking around them. Yeah. And they're just like, fuck it. I want to be, like... like Everyone can, else. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I want to have a good time with my friends yeah. and... I, th- I feel like diabetes is a lot more tragic of a case, though. But because well, you don't alcohol- have a choice, I guess, right? Yeah, but- yeah. But I guess alcoholics, I don't know, man. It's complicated. But, uh, okay, so he just had, like, when you guys got close, did he have, like, when you first started hanging out, did he have it then? Like, like was the he- entire time you were close, did he have diabetes? Or was it just when you first started to become friends and then he kind of, as far as you know, de- had it well he's always yeah he's had it his whole life right but um yeah he was sick through then because there'd be days that i wouldn't see him because he was in bed sick really and like i don't know the exact like there's a thing called ketoacidosis i believe and it's like your body produces ketones and Mm. they're i believe they're harmful to your body and if you're not taking care of yourself you get this and So he would go in and out of the hospital because he was sick, right? But yeah. it wasn't that often. It was like a couple, couple times a year he'd be at home sick in bed, right? But he would have like low blood sugar. Mm-hmm. And I remember my buddy Johnny, who was like one of our, our close friends, yeah, had to... You're like not in your right mind when you have low blood sugar. You're You're like a zombie. You can't communicate. You can't... Is it like... Like, like you mean like you're just like super tired and like, like no, like you, you're. I don't. You're basically like you can't. Like I remember like being like Stuart. You need to drink this. Like you need to drink this pop. You need to have this sugar. And he's like, oh fuck you. Like he doesn't even know what's going on anymore. Really? Yeah. So John had to like pin him down several times and take a handful of sugar. Who's John is John is friend? like one of our best friends. Like okay. it was like the three of us hung out all the time. Right. And. uh yeah, John would have to like pin him down and put sugar in his mouth and hold his mouth closed while he was kicking and screaming. Holy shit. Until he came to again and Is it like oh, fuck man that I mean that's would he snap out of it and just be like what was that? Or, or... It was like he didn't even know what happened. Really? Like he didn't even under like know it's what really had scary. happened. Yeah, so in, so I can imagine being depressed and like he was depressed but he wouldn't talk about it Mm -hmm. like i would try to talk to him he was the kind of guy like he was there for me through all my shit and like i was selfish i guess right i didn't i didn't realize how much he was struggling with so i would call him like i would leave school crying over some stupid shit right and he would like he basically i don't from like my house on the hill down to like co-op card lock it's how far he lived from where I was. I'd call him from a payphone from downtown, and he would run across town to me. Wow. Just okay. To, and it was yeah, like yeah, daily, just to, daily, just to be there for me. That's pretty, that's pretty solid. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Like he was a good. He was there for me through quite a few deaths and really right. hard shit that I went through, and he stuck by my side, and Oof. he was a really, really good friend. Yeah. That's. I mean, fuck. That's really. That's so hard. Um. Did. Was there like a life expectancy thing? Like, do you think he knew he was going to die early? He knew. He knew. Yeah. And like he, last time like I talked old, to he's him. how old is he? Our age? Is yeah, he's he 27. 27. So he died. If Jesus Christ, he died 27. And, but he knew like the doctors, like, was it like a prognosis thing? Like you probably, people with this don't generally live very long. No, or? people do live if you manage it, but he, he never did. He had done so much damage to his kidneys 
that they failed. Like they were no longer functioning. So he's been on dialysis for like the last two years mm -hmm. and then he wasn't doing his dialysis. So oh, he nothing just, is pure. He just wouldn't do it. Fuck. Um, okay. Well, let's go back just a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like at what point do you think you guys stopped hanging out? Like hardcore hanging out when I moved, when you moved really? Oh, so you guys were close. Like there was right like, up until he came to Dawson. There was like a few months before I moved where he was, um, uh, I guess he did, he was sick and I remember the last few times I hung out with him going to his house because like he wouldn't answer my phone calls and mm. going to his house and banging on the door and his mom would be like oh he's in bed and I'm like I'm going to wake him up because yeah, I yeah. want to hang out with him yeah, so I'd yeah. go and wake him up and be like fuck you you're hanging out with me I don't care like I'd force myself on him <laughs> and make him hang out with me and the last few times we hung out were really me forcing you, like, him like friendship raped him yeah that was it I was like no no you're hanging out with me yeah and uh yeah but for the most yeah we hung out like when the year that my mom passed away, I was off for four months on like stress leave mm -hmm. and everyone else was working. Stuart didn't work. Right. Yeah. So he was at my house like nonstop. Jesus. We would sit in the backyard, just smoking joint after joint. And yeah, fuck me like that. And that, I mean, Christ, when someone's with you through like a really traumatic part of your life like that, that's gotta be like, that's a real bonding moment. And it's, but when you move, like, I mean, I've been through it too. Like when I moved from Vancouver to here and you form these like really amazing, like I was only in Vancouver for like five, five, six years, but like, you know, you make these really like tight, tight friendships and stuff. And then it's just, it's too hard to like keep up almost. It's really difficult. It's, I can't keep up with like friends I have here hardly. Yeah. So is that kind of what happened with you guys or like, this is really <clears throat> shitty of me. Like, and I know this, but like, so I saw him when I was pregnant and then I, like I'd gone, he had actually got a place of his own. He moved out and was living with a buddy. Right. And, uh, I went to his place. Did he start working or? No, like he would work at like, so down there there's this place called Labor Ready mm -hmm. and like you'd go early in the morning yeah. and hopefully get sent out on a labor job for the day and they'd pay you that day. Okay, okay. So he would do that occasionally just for some extra money, but he was on long-term term disability. Right. Because, well, I mean, to be fair, it'd be f probably really difficult to manage a full-time job with Being so intense sick. diabetes. Yeah. yeah. So he, uh, yeah, I went to his place and like, it was fine. It was good. But I just remember being like, I have, I don't have anything in common. Right. And like... Is he this was like into, before you moved? No, or? this was after I moved. Like I was pregnant yeah. and I had gone back for a visit and Holly and I went to his place to see it and just say hi. Yeah. And he had like, like he's into airsoft guns and like lived for it, right? right like yeah, airsoft yeah. and they did this, what is it called when like you have like fake like weapons and like that oh, fake play? Oh, I did that once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, so he had yeah. it and he was really stoked about it, right? And yeah. I thought it was, it was cool, right? Yeah, but I'm it's like, actually legitimately really fun if you can get over like the... <laughs> like scaredness of being judged or something yeah which i never had so it was really fun for me but and like, he loved it he yeah. really loved it but i remember thinking like i like we got nothing like i don't smoke pot anymore i don't right. do any of this shit anymore we got nothing in common and then next time i saw him i had had my son and we met up and it was great we walked around poco for like four hours had a coffee okay that's great he so met it's my like son. old times like yeah it was yeah. a really really nice visit and then i'm pretty sure it's the last time i saw him so it was like, like 
four years ago. <laughs> and like we've talked like a couple mm-hmm. times a year, but um, every time I've gone, like he's been in the hospital for the last two years, basically. Yeah. And uh, I keep telling myself, like I was down there a couple months ago and I'm like, you know, I should go see him, but I'll catch him next time. Yeah, I remember you saying yeah. that, right? Do you, I mean, that's gotta suck. It's, for you i mean i feel so much guilt because i don't think he he knew how much i i valued him and loved him because i didn't show him mm-hmm. and i really i was like what am i gonna like i'm gonna go to the hospital and like he's gonna be like oh like what's new and i'm gonna tell him about my fucking great life and what is he gonna i will have been in the hospital dying for the last two years like mm-hmm. I, I don't even want to tell him about my life because i feel like i'm rubbing yeah. it in his face right, right. like and yeah. i that's totally understandable. Do you, like, is it, like, you were, like, you kind of, like, alluded to him, like, kind of giving up at some point, right? Like, he sort of, lost. he, I think he gave up long before we even knew, but, um, about a year ago, they were saying that his sister, I believe she was a match for a kidney transplant. Like, he's on a kidney transplant list, mm-hmm. but, she was a match and the doctor said like we're not giving you this kidney we're not taking kidney from your sister because you will not take care of yourself he was in the hospital and still not taking care of himself right and um the doctors just said like we're not and like they gave him they thought he was going to die long before he did right because he is so because he just was not treating his body the way he should if you if you're that sick right and if you want to get better then you need to actually be proactive and make those changes but he he wouldn't and um what do you think it was that plunged him it was it just being sick for so long i think yeah at a certain point like they told him like if you don't get a kidney transplant you're gonna die right and then at that point he didn't i don't think he was mentally um healthy right you know like he he's depressed he's he's depressed. depressed he didn't have any hope he's never lived and like the last, I feel bad because the last conversations that I had with him were basically me trying to save him and, you know, trying to tell him like, oh, like I had said to him, I'm like, you know, if you get a kidney transplant and you get better, you know, I know you're never going to be hundred percent, but wouldn't you want to talk to other younger people who are dealing with this and give them hope and tell them like it, you can mm-hmm. build a life for yourself and yeah. you can take care of yourself and be a completely functioning human being. Yeah. And, you know, just, and he was like, um no not really and i was yeah. like dude what's well, like, the thing like when you're de- when you're legitimately depressed your you brain wanna. doesn't work that way no you're like i mean i've been i've been fucking incredibly depressed before and i'm just like 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 the idea of like doing anything positive at all i'm like what's the fucking point yeah it's just shit wall to wall no matter how positive of uh, outlook you, you know what i mean like when you're yeah. in the middle of it it doesn't even like occur as like a possibility you know what I mean? Like it's it's just like everything seems so fucking dark. Yeah. And like hopeless, you know? I mean, I just think I don't I don't even know him at all. So I can't presume to know what's in I, I feel like depression. that's where he was at and he wasn't one of those people either to to outwardly just say like my fucking life sucks. Yeah. And to be 100% honest, his life fucking sucked. Right. He never had a girlfriend. He never had a job or a sense of accomplishment for completing anything because he never got to. Right. You know what I mean? Like, how fucking shitty is that? Really? Like, do you think how much of that was like, like, that's big, big part of that's got to be just the raw deal of being sick your whole life. Right. Yeah. I think about being sick 
just intermittently having a cold or a flu or something and i i'm the worst person to be around yeah like i can't like like it's like i like i have this theory that like women handle being sick a lot better than guys do because guys really just want their mom or a lot of guys do mm-hmm. and i don't know women seem to be able to like just talk. i bet you I bet you there's a lot of girls out there who like get sick and they still go to work and do stuff. And I'm just like, I'm sick. I'm like, I don't want to do anything. I just want people to take care of me because I'm a baby. But I think everyone has that naturally. <laughs> but yeah, it's kind of like a known fact that women definitely handle shit better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like it's crazy. But like having to live with that every fucking day and how shitty he felt. Like I. Yeah, no, I can't imagine. I can't imagine. So I get why he was depressed, and I understand. Um, he killed himself. Like that's the bottom line. He killed I was himself. Ask, do you think like he was just slowly committing suicide? Like yeah, he was, and like the doctors. Fuck. The doctors. Like he knew he was dying. One hundred percent, he knew he was dying, and he didn't do anything to change it. Right. right. So, um, I don't know if he knew knew another option really like didn't know how to start helping himself when he never had right like it was like i think he gave up a long time ago and um all i can at least he's not in pain but i just feel like some people get a real fucking raw deal in life and he definitely did and i i'm sad for the the things that he never got to experience right even up until his 27 years. Like, I'm 27 and I have a child. I have lived with someone. I have had numerous well, you've jobs. you've lived a lot of life. Yeah. I've a lived, lot of life. I've had a lot of experiences in yeah. my life, right? And yeah. I moved away. I've, like, he never got to see any of those things, right? So, yeah. um, that's, I mean, that's a really fucking depressing thought in itself really think of like so i don't i don't blame him for being depressed and and doing what he did are you but are you mad that he did i'm not mad no i'm not mad i i think a few people are that like on some of the posts this one girl who has diabetes i don't even know who the fuck this girl is so she really is not important because i was with him all the time and i seriously think i saw this girl i can't even count on one hand and she has diabetes and she had made this okay. shit post. Whoa, like about him? Under someone's like rest in peace post had said That's like, well, so, come on, man. It was. How much attention do you need, Miss Diabetes? Yeah, <laughs> no, exactly. She said, I have diabetes and, you know, it's kind of hard to feel sorry for someone who, uh, you know, kills themselves and drinks pop nonstop. Oh. And I just said, and then she said something, you know, everyone grieves differently because someone called her out on it. And I said, are well, how you... could you not? Come on. She's obviously being an asshole. Oh, yeah, she totally was. So I just yeah. said, are you grieving? Or are you just an, an opinionated twat? <laughs> Did you say that? Yeah. <laughs> and like, I was pissed. I was mad. And then another girl had made a comment and then saw my comment and deleted hers and messaged me and said, Sam, I'm so sorry. Like, I... Mm. I shouldn't have made that post and oh the girl the, the twat? not not this girl but another girl had made another kind of ignorant post and oh. i've known her my whole life right so right. she immediately deleted hers right. and then messaged me and apologized Felt embarrassed about it yeah right? and she said like i know that you guys were super close and i'm sorry that i i did that and yeah and i said yeah fair enough but so you're never like upset that you were like like there was no party. It was like come on man like we could pull this together. You I know was what I, mean? I was frustrated, but I'm more mad at myself for wasting like the last few conversations that I had with him, trying to convince him to get himself better rather than just enjoy ta- enjoy mm. and talk with him and 
just right? have a normal conversation. He was done. He knew he's fucking dying. And he, me doing that wasn't helping him. It probably just made him feel shittier about the situation that he was in. You know what I mean? Right. Like it was like. As opposed to like, oh, this is my friend Sam. Like, let's just fucking hang out and talk like we used to hang out. Yeah. I mean, like, I so like I've had like conversations with people where I'm like, like trying to motivate them out of a situation, which is like hilarious. The idea of me trying to motivate someone out of their situation, but it's it it does sometimes it gets that frustrating point where you're like, well, "Won't you just do what I say and you'll be happy?" You know, and yeah. then, but then then you walk away from it. You're like, I would have, like you said, I would have been so much better off just fucking talking to the person like a human being and just treating them like a fucking instead human instead of trying to like manage micromanage their life yeah as if like i have any idea what they're going through exactly exactly so that's what i feel shitty about because i'm like you know he has everyone in his life probably telling him that's those it things. that's it he can't have a normal fucking conversation with anyone right because he's killing himself so they're like what are you doing well yeah. you know there's a certain point where the doctors told him you're not gonna fucking make it like this is it yeah fuck me man right so yeah at the same time but it's also understandable in the sense of like you i mean he's one of your great friends that helped you through a very hard period in your life so it's understandable to want to like shake him out of it and have as much of him as you possibly can you know I you, just you wanted, wanted him you wanted to, to say because you're his friend yeah you want and you wanted him to have a life yeah you wanted it like fuck man so it's like it's totally understandable but i can see it where it like kind of comes off as like a regret Sort of. And you're going to the funeral next next week? Yeah, next Friday. And you know his mom and family really well, right? So you're probably going to see them. And Yeah, his his mom. Yeah. Um, man, that lady. His dad died a year ago. Right. Do you think that, like... That was probably part of it. Like, his dad was um, a pretty, like, the only real state stability. And his dad had lung cancer i guess probably i heard the rumor i've heard is that he knew about it and didn't tell anyone right and then when he told people he died like two weeks later holy fuck and uh Jesus. so his mom has lost her husband and her son within a year fuck me man and that that's fucking horrible yeah i couldn't even imagine no so i apparently the like i asked john because john john has basically been with Stuart's mom through this whole last two years like okay take yeah. John's it. that friend that like yeah force fed him the pop yeah right and I was like admitted him into the psych ward because he was not doing his dialysis so he was sick really getting sicker and sicker right so they admitted him into the psych ward because... so John was probably there was he there to like the bitter end then or like oh yeah holy fuck like he wasn't there like apparently he actually was home the day that he died like he I thought uh, he was in the hospital and right. he had come home but Apparently, like, when your kidneys fail and stuff like that, like, his bones were calcifying, so he couldn't walk. Oh, fuck. Like, so he was basically, he was paralyzed, too. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's, oh, Jesus Christ. And he was at home, and he woke up in the morning, he wasn't feeling well, and uh, his mom, his mom, uh, I guess was like, okay, well, we just, we got to do your dialysis, and then you can lay down for a bit, right? So yeah. they did the dialysis, and then... He went to sleep and she had family come over and then he wasn't, he didn't wake up. So she went in four hours later and he was cold. Like he'd been gone for probably from the time she left the room. Holy but shit. she, I said like, how is she doing? And John says, she's okay. She's at peace with it. Like she apparently is like seen him slowly die over. It's been a long fucking road for her. And like she, 
She's a nurse by trade. She's not a nurse anymore because she's sick herself, right? But but like it's probably like she she's seen sick people, so she knows how how this goes. Yeah, and she uh, oh, apparently is suing. Crazy. She's suing the doctor because um, they wouldn't give him pain medication. He was in so what? much pain. Yeah, she had. They had like three pills or something. So he that morning was like, I'm only going to take half of one because I need more later. And so he was suffering in so much pain and they wouldn't give him anything. Why wouldn't they? Did they have an excuse even? Or are they just like, we don't do that anymore? Like, Yeah, I, I, I guess the do- like- apparently the doctor was like, no, he doesn't need it. Jesus fucking. Like, if a person's like, I don't know, man. If you're on your way out, just load him up with as much fucking pain medication as you can. Let them like, at least not be in pain. Right? You know? like, like, that's fucking insane to me. Yeah. Holy shit. So she's... Apparently she's at peace with it and we're not actually having a funeral. It's just like a celebration of life because he said mm-hmm. he didn't want a funeral. He wanted us to have a party and right and eat and drink and, and just hang out and, and just hang out and bullshit about him and stuff. So that's that's basically the plan. We're just going to hang out and talk, tell stories and yeah. Oh, fuck. What's your favorite memory of him? What is my favorite memory of him? I just like he was like my comfort. Like it's a, as weird as it is to say, like right. he was my, I just felt so much love mm-hmm. with him. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like I, course. but funny me and Holly were fucking, we would laugh at him and he was a good sport. We just laughed at him all the fucking time. And yeah. like Holly reminded me of, we went camping this one time and uh, it's like the middle of the night and we hear this like, thud and like a fucking oh fuck and we're like what the fuck is happening and Stuart's like fuck 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 fucking fire pit and we're like what he was it was dark so he was uh, walking and uh-huh. he was like he didn't know what he was stepping on so he was taking really high steps like <laughs> 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 and he stepped into the fire pit and smashed his shin on the metal on the other side and then fell on the ground and me and Holly came out and fucking it was hilarious That's amazing because like when he's probably doing he's like i fucking got this i'll just take super high steps i will trip over nothing yeah and he Slow thought he was high. Yeah, exactly <laughs> like I'm, I'm good yeah but oh my god he thought he was like superman like he and i he would walk me home and like to be honest i probably had an equal chance at defending myself right like we were both the same size like yeah. we were but he was like my superman he just wanted he was like no i'll protect you we're good so yeah i don't know every day was like i don't ever except for the days where i had to force myself to <laughs> force him to hang out with me because i was like what do you mean you don't want to hang out with me oh but, my god he's probably like i was with you i i've been there for just i want to sleep just yeah let me i just sleep. want some space sam and i was like no no this is like an everyday deal you're my friend you're in every day every second of every day unless we're sleeping <laughs> like that was it like, I love it. Holy shit. What was like when you didn't go see him that last time you were in Vancouver, was there part of you like, I just don't want to have to give him that spiel again? Or was it just you you grown so far apart at that point that it was It's like it's funny because like I know that when I it was never awkward with him. Right. But it was I felt shitty for having this life that he didn't. Right. And uh, and you're like, Jesus Christ. Going, like, going to the like hospital. Like a guilt almost. Yeah, like, I felt guilty and I felt like, how fuck. can I be authentic 
around him yes because this is my life because you're not you're you're not like you're not depressed or anything like that like you know you're you're kind of like right now you got the bull by the horns as far as your life goes and you're kind of kicking ass so it's I mean, you're on this podcast. So, <laughs> I congratulations. <cut> <laughs> I mean, after you got here, it's like, fuck, you got no more mountains left to climb. <laughs> um, how'd you find out? Like, who, who phoned you? Did someone phone you or is it like a post or how'd you know? My, uh, my best friend Holly called me and then while I was on the phone with her, actually, John was calling me. Holy shit. So. Did you, did you think it was going to be what it was or are you just like, Holly's calling me? I wasn't even going to answer because I was with Lauren watching a movie. Right. And probably then, not now you see me, right? And, probably not. No. Why would you watch that? That was way better, actually, than the movie that we did watch. I, I don't but. know, man. <laughs> I don't know what she told me what movie you watched. I, I kind of believe it. Yeah. Oh, man. Icy was so bad. It was fucking good. It was... I I mean, I got it. the PowerPoint presentation on my computer. <laughs> but, oh, man. You got to listen to that episode. I'm going to. I felt kind of bad because it was like, it got way more serious than I thought. <laughs> like I didn't expect Lauren to throw down like she did. But to be fair, I blindsided her with a presentation of a movie she didn't even know I watched. <laughs> like you I went all out. You fucking came with like loaded guns. Oh, I came guns. with the heat. Yeah. I brought the heat. I had quotes. I had photos Holy. of things that I was like, what is this? Explain this. And I was like, this is just bad writing. And then I... They frame, they frame Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman is an innocent black man that they frame and they're the heroes? Well, he loved them after. What? He loved them at the end. Wh- who, Morgan Freeman? Yeah. No, wait, what? No. Oh, now you see me too. Oh, no, I'm talking about one. Oh, okay. The one is a tro- like. But they don't know that he's innocent in the first one. Yeah, they do. No, all the, all they the know- main guy thinks that he had killed his dad. No. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, no. Okay, he set him up to die. That's Quick all he aside. knows. No, 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 no. He didn't yeah. set him up to die. What the what the plot is is that Morgan Freeman like started doing these specials where he revealed all of uh, Mark Ruffalo's dad's tricks, and so Mark Ruffalo's dad was out of work, and in order to like restart his career, he did this trick in which he died. So he kind of blames Morgan Freeman for it. But if you really look at it, Morgan Freeman didn't do anything illegal or wrong. And then they set him up for like, they, they fucking frame him for a heist that he didn't commit. Yeah, but it made such a good movie. Oh my God. They're framing innocent black old man. Morgan Freeman, <laughs> the most likable, the whitest old black man <laughs> ever lived. Just like the most like, wh- like he's the wise old black man in every movie. And they're just like, you scum, you're going to jail for the rest of your life. You need to see the second one before you talk because the second oh, one God. makes it all comes together. It all makes <laughs> the, sense. All the gang. It all makes sense. <laughs> it's fucking, it's fantastic. <laughs> it is. Oh my God. Oh, all right. Back to the serious stuff. Okay. God, that fucking movie's going to haunt me forever. <laughs> oh, it's the worst. Even like, you know what it was? It was like Lauren. Because I had heard such shitty things. I saw the trailer. I was like, that looks bad. And then, like, I had heard some things on a podcast. And Lauren thinks this is the whole reason why I hate it. But it's not. It's just a bad movie. But I heard something on a podcast from, like, a podcast I really like. that was just, like, fucking coming down on it. And I was, so I was like, I was under, I'm like, I'm not going to watch that because it's clearly a bad movie. And then Lauren came back from you guys watching the sequel. And you were both, she was talking about how you and her thought the first one was just so good. I'm like, what? And it was the first time I'd ever heard anyone talk about that movie with any reverence whatsoever. 
And I was like, what's, what is this? Like, why, what? (laughs) (laughs) We're the only smart people you know. That is why. (laughs) (laughs) But like, so then I was like, I guess I have to watch it. And I mean, Lauren will claim that I didn't have an open mind, but the writing speaks for itself. Is They frame an innocent black man. That's the whole plot. It's a fucking good movie. I don't want to argue with you. Jesse about Eisenberg's you're, fake you're mustache at the end? Like, go fuck yourself. Do you remember that? He's still fu- It's still a great movie, Brayden. You're not going to oh, convince thing. me. Okay, one last point, and then I'm moving okay. on from this stupid movie. But, like, I just got one. I can't... Like, if, you get, if these guys are going to be, like, legit magicians, don't do CGI magic. Like, just have them do real tricks that someone could actually pull off. And like maybe give him like that's what made it so good. It was everything was so fucking amazing. It was awesome. I I can't remember which character they just had a a top hat, a CGI top hat in their hand, and then just turned into a CGI rabbit. I'm like, that's such bullshit. (laughs) Like you can't do that trick. Maybe maybe they can though. You don't don't know. You got to believe in a little bit of magic in in your world. I mean, if whoever's heard the podcast where I break this down already knows all my these points, but like. Dave Franco's not a magician. He's more of a thief than a magician. He doesn't do one magic trick in the first movie. Not one. He pickpockets. He's a stunt driver. He can do like sleight of hand fighting for some reason. But he doesn't do one magic trick. You're going to hate the second one. But it was... (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's a serious app. I got to get in serious mode. I got into Larry King mode. Um... Are you, do you, would you be okay talking about, um, your sort of boyfriend, non-boyfriend that, yeah. okay. Cause I want to go through, here's a, like the reason why I want to talk to you about death because you've experienced so much more of it on such an intimate level than anyone I know in my age group. Mm-hmm. Like I've never, I've had uncles and grandfathers die, but never like you've had like people who are close to you and peers die and your mom who you were super close with. So I want to just kind of like. Are you okay with going yeah. through that? Okay. So, and I might delay this episode just a bit too, because like I might want to do like a quick cap at the end and make maybe post you going to Vancouver and just yeah. talking about that a little bit maybe if you're okay yeah. with that. Okay. Let's go. Um, but who, what was, I mean, let's go, now let's rewind to like, was you, would you say that boyfriend guy was like your first major like peer-to-peer death that you experienced yeah yeah so he was like the first he was the biggie right it was like it was he your boyfriend or was he just like he was um like you know i have commitment issues and i had them back then too oh just so to be clarify I... uh sorry this is a different person now yeah yeah sorry that's okay so um i wouldn't be his girlfriend All right because you were you were yeah but he was he was twenty and I was sixteen, right? Like I was turning seventeen the following month or whatever. Okay. And uh, how'd you meet him? My one of my best friends was dating his best friend, so okay. at her birthday party, at her seventeenth birthday, we all took like a limo. So these guys were older. I had never experienced anything like this, right? The people I hung out with just like you know we sat in a basement, smoked pot, whatever, right? We didn't have it anything right like we wouldn't camping. have jobs yeah <laughs> like we wouldn't have jobs or vehicles or anything so right. this birthday they rented a limo and we went downtown vancouver to like this fancy japanese grill right so i like scrounged up all the money i had dude it sucks being poor when your friends oh, are oh yeah 
And these Holy people are all shit, older. It's the worst because you're just like you feel like such a scumbag. Yeah. Anytime you go out to eat, you feel like you're like. Uh, the cheapest thing on the menu and you're like hope praying yeah like i hope i have enough money (laughs) and you're looking at the prices on the menu like i should have enough but like who knows what kind of hidden fees are in this restaurant well that's exactly it yeah you're like you gotta pay for water here or you know what i mean like (laughs) oh it's stressful sorry okay that's okay but you're at this fancy restaurant yeah so we took this limo downtown i don't really know any of her friends because i'd known her like my whole life but she grew up on the other side of town from me so her friends all went to a different school i didn't really know anyone yeah and uh we're at this restaurant and we're all kids and they're serving us alcohol because we're with all these gr- <laughs> these older people yeah, you're with 20 year olds right so they're like you know they you could ass- be 20 yeah right? they yeah. just kind of assumed and right. uh he ended up sitting next to me at this thing and he's like check this out and his dick's just out (laughs) i like that he was like i i don't eat seafood or anything right so i was like i'll just get like the chicken and the rice or whatever right yeah and it was one of those girls where they make the food gross isn't seafood gross kind of it grows i don't i just like smell yeah shrimp anything i don't eat any seafood so muscle i don't mind fish oh i will not eat fish like i eat no seafood so there's like a smell factor with seafood that that's so potent that's seafood totally... smells so potent too potent yeah me too I, the thought of it even oh god it grosses me out so <laughs> where there's one of those girls where they make the food in front of you and do tricks and stuff right okay yeah, yeah yeah so he's sitting next to me and he got shrimp and he was like do you want shrimp and i was like no no i don't eat seafood he's like just try one just try one. and he actually got me to try one i've never i had never tried shrimp and i never have since <laughs> was like, i did well, not like you it you don't like something like that's not a good launching pad to like try it. You know what I mean? It's like, a mental. I think for the most part, I don't like it because I've convinced myself I don't like it. Right. But. Exactly. And also, but also like the only way you're going to ever end up liking it is if it's just in something that you don't expect and you like it. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you're going in with that, like. I'm not going to like this. Oh, no way. Yeah. Not a fucking chance. <laughs> because you're sitting there and you're staring it down. You're seeing this fucking shrimp down <laughs> and your stomach sinks and you're like, I don't want to puke in front of everyone. Like, yeah. this is crazy. It was, yeah, even, I remember the texture of it being like, nope, like I yeah. ate it, but it was not good, but it was like a good breaking point. Like he yeah. could actually convince me to do it. And then, um, I'd say it's as stressful as going in for your first kiss, like staring down a piece of food you don't want to eat. Oh, and yeah, you feel just nauseous. Like your yeah. throat already is closed before it even gets in your mouth. You're yeah. like, no. But yeah, Ugh. so the bill, like we all, like we, ha- I remember having like this fancy slushy drink and I was like, what is this? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm so fancy and old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 16-year-old Sam. <laughs> like it was, so yeah, then the bills came and like, yeah, I was str- like I knew I had just like just enough. Like I didn't have tip money. I had like enough to pay for. Yeah, exactly. It, right? Just scrape by, you punch it in, and you're like, Whoa. yeah, scary and situation. It scary. was, and I'm with all these people who have jobs who are like, you know, no, no biggie, right? And I'm like, oh fuck. But yeah. So he had gotten up and came back, and were you in your gangster face at this point? Were you still like Lisa Left Eye Lopezing it? I- yeah, I guess. Do you so. have pictures of yourself like that? I would love to see pictures. I do. I was kind of out of that. But, like, my hair was, like, long and, like, scrunched. So it was, like, long and curly at this point. Okay. But, okay. Um, Still pretty pretty gangster. <laughs> <laughs> I just have a picture from the first night I met him. Really? A picture of us at that table, but. Oh, my God. Can you? I'd love to see it. I will show it to you one of these days. Okay. Um. But, yeah. So he ended up, he got up, and then 
came back and like I went to go pay and they're like, no, no, he paid for your bill. And I was didn't like, even mention it. No, he just got up and paid for my bill. And I was like, smooth Romeo. Oh God. Like, and I never, like I'm 16. I've never, <laughs> I've never had anyone buy me anything. Right. I was like, Oh God. So anyways, I'm so shocked that like a pretty 16 year old girl would be like, like that. I mean, like, I guess it was the first time anyone ever paid for it, but like, the idea that like a pretty girl would be like the, the notion of that being foreign to them is so funny to me. What do you mean he paid for my dinner? It was seriously, it was the biggest, I was so surprised and right. I didn't really know how to handle it. Right. And, uh, is that when you, were you attracted to him before that? Like when you're sitting by him or was it like, I thought he was sweet, but I was really, I never had a boy, like a real boyfriend. And you I was had a boyfriend. You were 16. You hadn't had a boyfriend yet. Not like anything other than like, you know, I called this guy my boyfriend. We've kissed like two times, but like. <laughs> like it was more of a status thing than it was like a yeah, relationship? Yeah, exactly. So there was no, I really didn't have my first real boyfriend until I was 20. Oh, whoa. All right. Um, so with him, it was, yeah, like I just wanted to hang out with my friends and smoke pot, to be honest. Like the thought, the thought, of, <laughs> the thought of having to actually spend time with someone other than like Holly and Stuart yeah. and like my friends was yeah. not didn't sound good to me right but so yeah we ended up going back to someone's house and like we made out and i spent the night with him nothing happened but i spent the night with him right. and uh what'd yeah you, what'd you tell your parents you were doing i said i was at ashley's birthday and i spent the night at ashley's was he at ashley's birthday too yeah this was ashley's birthday party this right. was and because it was her boyfriend it was a lot of his friends actually at her birthday Right. Her boyfriend's friends. Um, so, yeah, that happened. And then. Smooth play. Did he he went in for the thing, right? The move. Yeah. 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 And then we Valentine's Day, we hung out. And same thing. Like, I remember just being like, this guy, like, this was guy like is so. Was relate like, cuddly or just like. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, I was so So, he's basically a boyfriend that you didn't put a label on. Yeah, like I wasn't seeing anyone else. Like I had no one right. else in my life except no. for in that that I kissed or did anything mm. other than bro down with, right? Uh, but yeah. um, was he like a tough, tough guy? He's really he was like six foot four, big guy, baseball player, athlete, baseball player. Yeah, it's so weird. And well, he played for the Douglas Douglas College baseball team. Like he was a okay like he was a good baseball player and like he was legit like he was he was a, he was a good athlete yeah so he was like a tough i was gonna say because i remember you told me the story about like driving around with like an asian gangster later on in life it was nothing like he was not he like that, that he was no and he came from a really good family he was not he was just kind like i remember being like this guy is so nice like valentine's day we went to a movie and then we got back to my place and i Tried to like sneak. I lived in this little apartment with my mom, and my mom was in the living room. And I'm like, just get in my room. And he was like, "Eh." (laughs) sneak him in. Yeah, and like, so he was like, no. He walked directly into the living room and was like, "Hi, my name's Jesse, and I'm dating your daughter. Nice to meet you." And like, made sure to introduce himself to my mom. And I was like, "Well, he's definitely your boyfriend." He said to your mom, "I dating." I know, but I was like, "Oh, what are you doing?" Like, I was just like panicked. And it'd be great if you interject. You're like, "We're not putting labels on him." (laughs) He's actually not my boyfriend. (laughs) Like, we. How'd your mom react? She was like, "That guy's real. That that guy's really really nice." Oh, that's sweet. So it was only I never had a boy around my like that was the only guy I think that my mom ever met. Mm Hmm. Um, Holy shit! That's a smooth move. Yeah, I would have. I would have. 
snuck in the room. Like I would have like, oh my god, I don't like meeting parents. Oh, there's he nothing totally, worse than meeting a parent. <laughs> no, even as a female, I hate meeting boyfriend's parents because I'm like, oh, they're going to hate me. Like, you don't yeah. know what they're... And they really have a lot of say, to be honest. Like, if they are like, no, that person's a piece of shit. Right. You're going to be like, oh, okay, think twice about <laughs> them, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It is intimidating. But yeah, so I guess that's what it was. And How long were you dating him? Well, it was only like, it was only two, two almost three months oh, that so I even you like, knew him because I met him in January and he died the end of February. So two Jesus months. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's like two months. That's insane. Yeah. But you were like, did you, did you lose your virginity to him? No. No. So didn't... I didn't. I didn't have sex till I was twenty. So it was a long, a long road oh, after that. That's crazy, <laughs> Sam. Wow. Okay. So okay. Let's get back to it. So. You're dating for two months. Were you like, how tight knit were you in with his friends and stuff? You like, was it like? I was kind of like, I was young, right? So they were all older, and like, I remember mm. like going to his his buddy's place. He still lived with his parents in their basement, though, right? right. But his buddies lived somewhat close to me, and they rented this big house with a whole mm. bunch of them. Yeah, and. uh I don't know. I'd go there. I was just uncomfortable. Like, I was awkward, so I'd get, like, a drink, so I was not as uncomfortable. Because I'm, like, I just felt like a little girl. Like, these people have their their own house, and they drive cars, and I'm, like, this yeah. little child. Like, <laughs> yeah. I did not feel like I was on that level. Yeah. Um, you, like, barely scraped together to pay for, like, a a meal at a Japanese restaurant, right? Like Yeah, and that like- was, like... That was like all the money I had for like two weeks that that I spent oh, that in that one night. You know shit, what I mean? Man. Like yeah, it was. Yeah. It's a big deal. Yeah. Did you ever go to any of these baseball games? No, like I don't. I don't even know if he was playing at that at that time anymore. Like he he actually ended up working next door to where I worked part time. Oh, okay. And uh, he like was a warehouser. He worked in a warehouse. Driving oh. forklift and loading. Trucks that's a tough guy job. That's like a that's a blue collar Joe. Yeah. What do you know kind of gig? Yeah. And he came from a really good, hardworking family. Like, just wholesome, mm. really, really, really good people. All right. So, okay. I'll just let you, like, go through this story because you told me this story earlier. And I'm just like, that's the most insane thing I've ever heard in my life. This is the craziest story ever. Yeah. Like. Okay. And like I said, I just let her fly and I could cut anything out if you want me to cut it up. Okay. So, the night that it happened... um, my friends were all going to this party and um, the w- girl who lived in this house didn't like me. So I wasn't invited Oof. and it was fine. Like I didn't like her anyway, so it wasn't really a big deal, right. but my friends were all going there. And then Jesse. And that and- sucks. Cause now you're messing, you're missing out. Yeah. Mm. I was honest. I was fine with it though. And I, so I invited another friend of mine with me to go over to his friend's house. Yeah. And they were having like a poker night and drinking and partying and, so we went over there and I don't know, I played poker, had some drinks. Um, at some point in the night, one of my friends, like my best friend, had called me. I was like, well, why don't you meet us at the park down the street mm-hmm. and we can party and whatever, right? So yeah. we were all drunk. No one should have been driving, like yeah. pretty much blackout drunk. I don't remember much of it. Right. And, and you're so sp- you're like a little sixteen year old girl, so it probably doesn't take a lot for you to get blackout drunk no. at this point, you know? No. So 
Yeah, we Jesse had his parents' van. Is Jesse the guy? Yeah. Okay. And he was driving me there and as we get to the street there was like we pull up and there's like 30 people on the street just brawling. And the thing is like I see that and I'm like, "Oh, well, we're turning around. We're leaving right now. This is crazy." Yeah. But he's just, he's a man. You know, <laughs> the difference is, is. He saw his brother's friends. Oh, so he's, do you think it was like a kind of worried want, about them? Yeah, he wanted to to help and break things up is really right. what his intention was. And um, we pull up and get out. And all I remember him saying is he fucking bear maced me. So he got bear maced as soon as he got out of the van holy shit and ran down the street Fuck. and i i really don't it's i don't remember a lot of it but i remember mm. finding him i don't know even know what the time frame was yeah. if it was right away or if it was 10 minutes later i don't remember but um finding him and he was standing in between two people breaking up a fight and i was like let's go let's go and he's like, so he got bear mace, ran away, and came back. No, he was up the street. Like I found him down right. the street right. in between two people. So it was like another fight going on down. The, like it was. It like, was it, it, this block. Like it was just, just the down whole the block street. Was just the, a big yeah. Long there's fight. people everywhere and people fighting. fighting. It was chaos. Oh, okay. And uh, he was in between two people trying to break it up, and I'm like, hey, let's go, let's go. And he was like, basically, fuck off. I'm dealing with like I'm I'm dealing with something right now. Fuck off. Yeah. And. Me being a fucking sixteen-year-old girl is like fine. Fuck you then. Right. And which isn't like a crazy. No, that's not crazy. No, it's not. And I was fucking hammered, right? So yeah. in my mind, I was like, ah, fuck you then. Like I have yeah, no idea what's about to happen. Yeah. So I take off, and no one could know. No, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I take off and um, go down the street, and it was like the energy, like the it was crazy. I ended up beating up one of my friends right because you're, you're really drunk and you guys got into it i was of. mad at her so i fucking beat her up and then choked one of my friends <laughs> you're such a gangster and <laughs> ran into this guy that i like i had known for years and i hadn't seen him in like two years mm -hmm. and he's like sam and i saw him and i gave him a big hug and then we saw, saw him i beat him up <laughs> <laughs> you know him too yeah, yeah like, like like everyone's going down tonight no no okay so you saw him and sorry he was like sam yeah he's so, happy to see you yeah and then we walk out of this one side street and i notice that there's like a police perimeter up like there's police tape Mm -hmm. And I see Jesse's friends standing on the other side and they yell at me, where's Jesse? And I'm like, I don't fucking know. I, like, at right, this you're, point, I'm, you're still mad at him. I'm still mad. And I'm like, whatever. Right. And like, and I, you're with this other dude and you're hanging out. You're like, whatever. Like he could take care of himself. Yeah. Because he's a 20 year old athlete. Like, why would you be worried about him? Exactly. So we end up seeing this guy, Bobby, that I, I knew driving down the street. And I'm like, I waved him down. And I'm mm -hmm. like, can you give, give me a ride? And mm -hmm. Tyler's like, can I come with you? And I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah, so he comes with me. We go back to my place, go to sleep, and uh, wake up at like six in the morning. At this point, like I am extremely sick. Like I drank You're too hungover. much. I'm puking my brains out. And I get a phone call from my... I don't remember who called me first. The police, I believe. And they said, do you have Jesse's keys? and his wallet and i said no like 
where why would I have his keys or his wallet? And they're mm-hmm. like, well, his van is parked in front of this bus stop and that's where he parked it. Mm-hmm. And he said, we have someone deceased, but it looks like a brown, looks like a, an East Indian person. Yeah. You could say brown. Yeah, okay. Looks We're like living a, in Trump's like America a, now. Uh, <laughs> looks like a brown person. And yeah. I was like, oh my God. Like, But I was somewhat relieved that it wasn't him, right? And then right. about... Um, oh, and then the cops said, we, we need to come there and interview you. Mm-hmm. And then about 10 minutes later, my best friend called. So you're not me. like, alarms aren't really going off at this point. Not really. Like, I'm I'm concerned. And then Holly calls me about 10 minutes later mm-hmm. and tells me she's Holly's being... just the bearer of bad news. She's yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. So she had been in the police station for the last three hours being yeah. interrogated. And she tells me that Jesse is dead. Jesus fucking Christ. And then... Was there a part of you that's like, are you sure? I didn't believe... I honestly didn't. I didn't believe it. I did not believe it. And then the police Because came. fucking how, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I had no idea. It seems crazy. Stuff like that doesn't happen. Yeah. So I had no idea what I was getting myself into. So then the guy that is in my room is like, you can't tell the police I'm here. Like, you cannot tell the police I'm here. And at this point, I'm like why and he's like i have warrant like old warrants basically is what he, he was said to he's you. telling me right yeah and i'm like oh okay and so what, he can't be in a girl's room or is he, he like- doesn't want to see the cops oh uh, i guess and the police were on their way there so right. the police get there i'm in the living room and i am i can't even like i'm hysterical crying they tell me that jesse is dead sorry i forgot warrants is a totally different thing than just like i have a record yeah no <laughs> warrants like so they're looking they're for looking him. for yeah rice i'm an idiot sorry okay that's okay <laughs> okay go ahead so uh yeah they um they tell me that he's dead and jesus fuck are so asking that- me questions about the night yeah and i am so sick and this guy's in my room that i'm not telling them about and stressful situation. so i'm feeling guilty yeah and I'm running back and forth to the bathroom puking. I cannot hold a conversation. Yeah. And uh, they tell my mom, like, we're going to come back later when she's better. And they left. And um, Did they tell you he was dead at that point? Yeah, they had told me that he was dead. And that point, it must have sunk in. Like, holy shit, she... Your yeah. friend wasn't mistaken. Like, no, this this happened. And... What'd you fuck? What'd you feel? Like, that... I mean, that's the first... I felt first guilt. Mo- I felt so much guilt for leaving him. And I I just felt so much guilt and I was so, I was, I didn't, I don't even know. I just guilt. I was mad at myself. Right. And that was pretty much the constant feeling throughout everything was just guilt. Um, yeah. So then the cops left, this guy left, um, cops came back later that night i told them that who this guy was that was in my room and then i find out he had brought the guy that killed jesse to the party see that's so then i have more guilt overwhelming like i mean because also not that's really not your fault at all like how could you even known there's a million different things but like the idea of that is just insane yeah fuck me man that's crazy yeah and also like what if what are the chances of that even you know what i mean like well that's the thing right like this this kid like he was my age and tiny 
but he had a knife and he was crazy. Like he was not a normal, came from a really shitty upbringing and was Mm. just an angry, unhealthy human being. Right. And, uh, that's why, and the kid, the kid who killed your boyfriend, you mean like the, yeah, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Cause he got, he got stabbed. He got stabbed. So he was, I guess, breaking up a fight. And then this guy came at him with a knife and he was running away. Mm-hmm. And the kid jumped over his shoulder and stabbed him once and right it's in his so heart. Fucking terrifying. Just the idea of that is so, that's the stuff of nightmares. Yeah. Fuck me, man. So, Ooh. and then the court, yeah. The court case was. And you said, I sorry, I just remember like from before, like. You came clean to the cops that that guy was there with you. Like, yeah. you, you kind of... You... Right away. Like, my mom, after he left, my mom said, like, you, you need to tell them every single piece of information that you know mm-hmm. and tell the honest truth about everything. And they did. How'd you... Just a quick... Like, because he said he brought that kid to the party. Do you know that? Like, as he was leaving your house? Did he say that? Yeah. And then the cops also... Because, like, did like, they tell you the name of the guy who did it? Or was it like... I can't remember if they had told me right or when that or came out but he, but the guy tyler was the guy's name that was in my room yeah and he told me after the cops left like you know i i'm pretty sure that it was this guy ryan that i had brought like he's my buddy from burnaby and i brought him you must have been so angry at him at that point i have never talked to like i I just wanted him out of my life. I never wanted to see him again. Like course, I was so right? mortified that I had this person in my home, in my in my life, even yeah. for a moment. That's it, because it really like that kind of thing is so crazy, uh, terrifying, and such a weird co- like it's so coincidental, and it's so fucking heart wrenching. Like, it would be, like, it's literally, like, like I would be like, is this really happening? Like, because everything is lining up just to be, like, so incredibly bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what are the chances of so many shitty things happening all at once, you know? Yeah. That's fucking crazy, Sam. Yeah, it was pretty, uh, pretty devastating. That was yeah. probably, um, like, losing my mom was terrible and heartbreaking but that was probably the most traumatic thing that will ever happen to me it was so traumatizing because well so so first one and so fucking out of the blue yeah and such a violent and the anger right it was so violent and then the shit that like his friends you know blamed me and had anger towards me because they saw me leave with another guy that night even though absolutely nothing happened with that guy he was actually he was truly just a friend that i had known for years and i was mad and i was fucking being a little child and i was mad and and i was a child i was 16 right so you were also just p.s like even if something did happen which you you know it obviously didn't but even something happened that wouldn't have changed the outcome of what no. You know what I mean? Like, no. Or even if you never saw that guy that night. Yeah. And you went home alone. Yeah. None of that would have changed what happened. No, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. They just needed someone to be angry at. Right. Because they're pissed because their friend's dead. Yeah. Know? So the oh. weeks following up, like his parents wanted me to come over and I did. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess they had been saying shitty things about me to his mom. And his mom just said, did Jesse care about her? Right. And they were like, Yeah. And they're like, that's all that fucking matters. I right. don't want to hear you say another negative thing about her. 
and they embraced me and they took me in and they loved me. Oh wow. They were such That's huge. They are amazing amazing people. Right. And um yeah, I was really really lucky for them, but yeah. During the court we're going through like I can't even imagine how hard of a time they're going through. Yeah, exactly. Like they his dad is a huge advocate for well, the fact that our justice system is so broken. This cha- this kid was 16 years old. Mm-hmm. He'd been in and out of juvie. He was out of juvie on assault charges. Like right. he has been assaulting people and There's a history of violence. He is there. an angry angry person yeah. from the time he was a young child and mm-hmm. nothing was done about that. Right. He may have been a functioning member of society had someone actually helped this kid. Yeah, stepped in like maybe like you said got the proper help. But at this point, now this this 16-year-old who does know what they're doing. It's not mm-hmm. that he wasn't a fucking four-year-old who doesn't know yeah, exactly. the consequences he did yeah and he did this and he gets six years That's six insane. years for taking someone's life and with good Oof. behavior you know what i mean like four like that is fucking crazy yeah. that's yeah i don't, I mean, I don't even know so he's made huge pro- progress Jesus in Christ. Like that's that's what he lives for now. His dad lives for he's fighting for laws to change, right? Right. And he okay. has he has done amazing things. So good for he's him. taken this extremely negative, terrible thing in his life and he has turned it into something really good. I don't know how I would being that kid's dad and then seeing the person who killed my son like go free after six years, I can't that I can't even imagine. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can't imagine how ang- like I definitely probably wouldn't be an advocate. I'd probably just be homeless and drunk all the time. Like yeah. the fact that you can like turn that energy into something positive is like just the like certain people I just have this fucking spirit of They're really like that's why I'm saying they're just the really really good people. Like yeah. they opened up this bursary. So anyone that wanted to do- donate money to this bursary that money would go to put underprivileged kids through sports. Oh, holy shit. Because again, back, really cool. back to what this kid, his life was so shitty. He didn't have any of those opportunities mm-hmm. and he was this angry, fucked up kid. Yeah. So he even through all this has, as much as he fucking hates this kid. Yeah. Understands at least where this kid came from. Yeah. Right. So that, like, and I, I don't even think I would have that. I'd be like, this kid's a piece of shit. He's just a piece of shit. And I would probably go on to be like, and there, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't like, know. Fuck I don't this know kid how forever, you know? Yeah. I don't know how he, how he came out of it in the way that he did, yeah. but he did. And his mom was the same way, just kind and Jesus. Yeah. The trial must have been, that was devastating. It was terrible. I did. I've never been so nervous and so sick in my life. Like I didn't eat for days. And I remember being in the courthouse with my dad and just like I, I couldn't stop crying. I was just a wreck and being like, I'm leaving. I'm I'm not doing this. I'm leaving. Yeah. And my dad wasn't really around a lot, but he was with me that day. And he's like, this is one of those moments in your life, Sam. You don't have a fucking choice. Yeah. This is it. You are here, you're going to stand up and you're going to be a woman and you are going to face your fucking face this. You have to do this. And it wasn't an option. And I ran away from everything in my life pretty much. Like, Mm -hmm. I want to go to school, I'm not going to school. You can't fucking make me do anything. Yeah. But that was the first time that anyone ever really put their foot down to me. Right. And it just wasn't an option. And I remember being so mad and so upset because I was like, 
how can I do this? His friends are here. They're all fucking eyeballing me. They They hate hate me. And I need to get up and tell the truth. And the one guy was so mad that I had said, because that night we were smoking pot and drinking, Mm. because his mom found out he smoked pot. You're 21 Which, years old, and this is so minuscule. Like no one cares. In comparison, cares. To what happened, especially in comparison, to why you're there? Like you, like theoretically, this guy's like willing to throw the trial of like the murder of his friend because he's the one his parents find out he That yeah. seems so petty to me. It was. I mean, that's obvious, but like that's, yeah. that's fucking crazy. It was crazy. And, and then yeah. they get mad at this 16 year old girl for just telling the truth. Like you're helping. Yeah, you're and then helping was, as much as you possibly can. There was other things because like the girl who actually had the party to begin with that didn't like me. Mm-hmm. Um, she made, she told the cops that I held a knife to her throat that night. What? Yeah. She said, I held a knife to her throat and said, if you scream, I will stab you. Jesus fucking Christ. That's such a, and like, said that Jesse gave me the knife, which was e- like, that's only that's that made me angry. That's a crazy thing to come up with. It was, too. it was insane. It was insane. And I'd known this girl. I played lacrosse yeah. with this girl for years. And wow. she, for some reason, it never happened. It, I, we had no weapons. Like, why would we ever have a weapon? We came up there to fucking meet down the street and hang out with people. What a fucking strange reaction. You just, like, like, why? theoretically, what, you walk up to her and just hold a knife up to her throat because why? You weren't invited to her party? Yeah. I, I feel like, honestly, she wanted to feel important and wanted to feel like she had something in, something right. to do with the situation and yeah. have some sort of attention on her. Right. Which, why would you... She's fucked in the head, right? That's but great. I That's was like angry when because... That's people die and people try to connect themselves. Yeah, exactly. You know, and yeah. it's just purely selfish. They just yeah. want to be known as the people who know that person. Yeah, and that's so exactly... So they can get attention. That's exactly what it was all about, right? And I was... So I had to testify on the stand. They asked me... The, about the... About this situation you're six but you're 16 maybe 17 at the time because yeah. the court system and yeah. like so maybe you're 17 and they are asking you if you've held this girl at knife point on yeah. the stand yeah Jesus i was Christ. more angry because you know what think what you want of me i'm already like these people already fucking hate me i got nothing yeah I'm got, not it losing doesn't anything. matter right and you, and you have the support of his parents which is probably all that well it's definitely all that matters right really and at the end of the day that is all that matters but during that time just like when you're in school and people don't like you. It is like crushing. Yeah. But um, I was pissed that she would make it seem like Jesse did anything wrong that night. He had a knife and he gave me a knife. He yeah, had no fucking weapon. Don't yeah. make it seem like he was out there going to fucking stab people because exactly. that's not the case. That was nothing. He was not that person. He was not. Yeah. A fucking psychopath. Yeah, yeah he didn't yeah. hang out with skids like that. Like I hung out with some fucking pieces of shit. Clearly, yeah, right, right. Like clearly, right. I made poor friendship like, choices. I beat up two of my own friends that night. Exactly. I was not a, a stand-up kid. Right. But he truly was. Right. If he's gonna fight. He's gonna fight you at, with his fists and defend himself. I also would have never. I'd never pulled a knife on anyone in my life. Like right. In yeah, what yeah. world? That's fucking. But to crazy. make it seem like I was and also mad, like Kelly said to vilify the. The fucking the victim. victim is that's also insane. Yeah. So I that's like that's truly like sociopathic behavior. Yeah. So she really. Uh, yeah. I had a few encounters with her over the years after that. And it yeah. took everything in me to not, not to beat the shit out of her because you fucking piece of trash. Right. So that was Fuck and maybe man. it was because I was so angry and she was a an easy read. 
an easy reason for me, an easy yeah. target for me to take my anger out. Yeah, right? exactly. Like, because he probably ha- like I yeah, couldn't I take it out on the guy. He's in jail. Yeah, there's no one else. Yeah, you're she's a like piece the of pressure shit. release valve for like everything. Yeah, so maybe that was part of it. But right, can you pause it? I have to take a peek. Real yeah, no problem. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the trial happened trial happened and uh you got you got found guilty right he did yeah but he he got charged as an adult mm-hmm. but uh, the only way to do that was for, to give him like a manslaughter charge so he got six years it's oh, okay yeah Whew. that's great and <sighs> It's such a weird, like, it's, like, such a bittersweet thing, right? If, if he's, like, okay, he's found guilty, that's good. I mean, he's obviously... Did he plead guilty? I can't even remember anymore. I th- I think of it... I think he did. Mm-hmm. I think that was the deal. Like, he... But we had... No, I don't know, because we had to go through the whole fucking trial, right? Yeah, but, like, I guess statatements are helpful to like it assess was, like what the pun- appropriate punishment is he must have that. ended up pleading guilty like there was no question of who did it it was right. him there's evidence he was found covered in blood jesus it was 100 percent him right so yeah but holy shit and the yeah. guy's a piece like he's he's basically lived in jail ever since Right, and it's being ten. Right, because he like he probably I'm probably no surprise he got out of jail, went right back to jail for something else. I'm yeah, guessing, or? and then while he's in jail, he's committing crime in jail, and mm-hmm. he actually I heard he got stabbed in jail. Right. Um, the guy he was with got killed, and he got stabbed, and he's now on like a a bag because his intestines were cut so severely Jesus Christ. which i feel zero fucking like, you know compassion okay like with that yeah like of you course. deserve to shit in a bag for the rest of your life yeah, like yeah. You... at the very least right? yeah so ice cold sam no, yeah <laughs> um can you tell oh man can you tell that story about uh being in how you got put in group in high oh. school like this is like was this after the trial or, this was this um or before the trial no, this is before it, because this was when it happened. Because mm-hmm. this was like the week after, like they. So it's still his death is still fresh, right? Very, yeah. Like I didn't. It must have been the second week because I didn't go to school the first week after it happened, mm-hmm. and then I went to this alternate school. It was all just like a whole bunch of delinquents, basically, right? And yeah. there is this group called Posse. So it was like a pure counseling group. It's such a funny, name. like I, I like. It's just, it's funny. I, I only smirk because it's like, it just reeks of like uh, school counselors trying to be cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is our posse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Was it an acronym for something or was it like. I don't even fuck. I was, um, to be honest, like I went, like, because I went in my normal high school too to this group. Right. Because it was just a place I got to skip a, a class uh, a yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Fuck it. Yeah, absolutely. And me and my friends would get high at lunch before posse, and then we'd go and we'd <laughs> eat. We got free food, and like that was basically it, right? <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, was it for trouble teens or just yeah? Uh, were yeah, you like, a trouble teen? Well, I was never there. Like I was uh, skipping school, and if I was there, I was stoned out of my mind, and right. I was fighting. And so yeah, I guess I was a trouble teen. I remember I was quick aside just super quick i remember one like 
I was I was a pretty good kid in high school, and I one time I got high before uh, I had like a home ec class, and we we're baking something. <laughs> I thought I was so smart. I'm gonna get high before this class, and then we're gonna eat. It's gonna be awesome. But I had to like make what I <laughs> did. Hi- I had to make whatever I ate high, so it just ended up being horrible. Even by like, <laughs> I was stoned out of my mind. And I was still like, this is not good. I think we yeah. made like cream puffs, and like. Mine ended up like there's like a definite egg taste. Okay, they all taste like that because I did the same thing and really? we made cream puffs. They're not good homemade. They just taste like egg. They're terrible. Which is like you don't want cre- like you don't. Okay, thank God. Yeah, no, it's not just you because I did the same thing. We had to make them at home ac, and I was like, this is shit. This yeah. is not like what you buy in the store. This right? is terrible. Yeah. I want the big Kirkland <laughs> yeah. tub of cream puffs. Yeah. So much better. Way better. Yeah, it I wasn't fucking- even. Wasn't even the same at all. Oh, I've been trying to stop eating sugar, and it is fun. I want to kill myself. <laughs> Speaking of death, oh, I'm fu- like it's weird. It's, it's hard. It's fu- I feel so tired and shitty all the time. Anyway, well, your body is like addicted to it. Yeah, right? absolutely. So it's hard. Like I fucking I'm not one of those fat people. It's like I never. Eat. I'm like I eat a lot. I eat a lot of bad food. I eat a lot of sweets. So it's like yeah, there's a definite like what's going on thing from both like my brain and my body. Yeah. But okay, anyways, uh, so yeah, tell us Posse Star. This is like, when you told me this, I'm like, this is like, you're Batman. I'm Batman, fuck. You're fucking Batman, that's crazy. Like, that's like, this is like a scene from like a really amazing drama. So he, you go to Posse, you said you were quiet talking, most of the time, right? Yeah, I was like, because I didn't know, like when I went to this school in the first place, I was, like I came from my high school where I was like tough. And then I go to this school full of delinquents. And I was like, ah, uh, I don't, I don't know. Like I heard that these people carried weapons and right. I did not. And I was just nervous. So I always You're like, had, I like, just smoked pot. That's all. I yeah. Did. I just like, smoked I pot like... and fought once in a while. But like these people were crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I just basically had my hood up, like just stoned and didn't talk to anyone in the school. Mm-hmm. And then. So during this posse thing, I would go and I just listen and whatever. And then it was the week after. And so everyone knew about it, but no one knew that I had any connection to this because people didn't even know me. Right. They probably like big news around like gossip. But they they knew the guy that did it. A lot of these people because he came from that area. Like my alternate school was like Port Moody, Coquitlam area. And I'm from Southside Poco, so it's like when you're young, it's a huge, <laughs> it's a huge separation, so, though. So right? Southside Poco is different than Port Moody, Coquitlam. Totally different. Like I didn't know oh, any yeah, of yeah. those kids. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um. So Southside for life. Southside for life. Right. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so um, yeah, I didn't really, I didn't know the kid that ended up coming to this party, but these people knew him. Mm-hmm. And this one girl starts talking about it in class, and, and I no just, one knew you were involved at this point. No one, no one knew. And yeah. um, this one girl was talking about how like she dated him. Like we we're only sixteen, seventeen, so she dated him when she was like fourteen or something. Right. And then she ends up saying how he had killed someone prior, but his brother took the fall for it his older brother so that he didn't lose his whole future so fucking sad that itself is really fucking sad yeah thing about like his brother like put his whole life and future on the line and then like he goes and and does it fucking does it again like it's fucking insane yeah oh that's tragic sorry so at that point i i told them like this was my 
boyfriend or a guy that I was seeing Mm -hmm. and I made some comment I was fucking angry like my I just remember being fueled with like I was so mad and uh this girl I had said I'd made a comment like what kind of fucking shit parents raise two fucking murderers? Right. Like right, who the like the, was the older brother a murderer though? Well, did, uh, I don't. Who fucking knows? But he yeah. lived the same kind of yeah. life, and right? Just, I I gotta imagine you're so fucking blind with anger at this point. It's so fresh. None of the and you're facts so young. matter. None of the facts. Yeah. All I'm hearing is this guy is just a total fucking piece of shit. Comes from a piece of shit family. Yeah. And I yeah. So I said something like what fucking shit parents all like and i am i'm mad at this point this girl who was basically the center of attention in this group every single week about her fucking little problems and i listened all the time so i'm finally opening up and talking and telling them who i am in this situation yeah and i'm angry and she starts yelling at me saying like just because people come from fucked up homes doesn't mean they're going to be fucked up my parents are fucked up and i'm fine and (laughs) i just fucking lost it and stood up and flew across the table at her and was like listen here bitch this is not about you it has nothing to do with you and Yeah, I was just... He's just like, what, did you grab her by like the scruff of her neck or something? Or? I think I grabbed her shirt or something, and I was so just like probably <laughs> spitting in her face because I was screaming and probably making no sense. I was right, just... Right, you're just like... It was just all of my anger fuck, unleashed. Fuck, cool It was no... It was I mean, not, it wasn't, but, the, but like, it's the so cinematic. The counselors were... Gra- like, I just remember both counselors were on the other side of me, and they're pulling me back into my chair, oh, and shit. she gets up crying and leaves the class, and these ghetto bitches that I'm in this fucking group <laughs> with, they have never really even heard me talk. And then they and see me just unleash like, yeah. and they start trying to give me props. Like, Oh, like, <laughs> you, you know, we respect that. Like you're, you're tough. You're hardcore. And I was like, the fuck like do you do you do you stupid fucking people understand what this what just happened here like <laughs> i'm not tough i'm a fucking angry You're like, I'm child a like right yeah now, like like i'm a young girl shit. who's going through like this trauma yeah and yeah yeah you guys are like oh sweet you're tough like and we respect like, you no fucking i i hate you all like you are all terrible like <laughs> and you over there trying to give me props who dated this fucking murderer like what do you think i i want to be your friend like oh, i love like your honesty in the situations i love it so much <laughs> <laughs> it's so rare oh. <laughs> Oh, fuck. Do you still think about him time to time? Would you say he was like your first love? Would you say you loved him or was it just... No, I wouldn't say... Like, I was... was I was too but young, he was too the, early. He was the first guy that showed me what uh, being a man was and being what a gentleman was. Like, it right. wasn't about buying me things. It was like the fact he went right through the room to talk to my mom and he was always like... He would hold doors open and he like... He was just... A gentleman. Right. And I didn't, I'd never experienced that before. And like, I was young, right? But I never experienced that before. Yeah, yeah, it's big. And, um, yeah, I think about him all the time. All the time. Right. And just like, yeah, like I said, like it's so such a violent way to go out. It that sucks. changed the it whole sucks. course of my life, as did it many other people, right? But that. Yeah, it's a big moment. It, it changed 
changed everything. Yeah, of course. So. All right, so let's do the, I mean, what I assume is the, the fucking the one that would kill me like maybe the most your mom died when you were pretty young mm-hmm. how how old were you i was 20 you're 20 fuck and yeah you said she was sick like you were living with her it was just you and your mom and your brother was living in the basement right that was when i was younger like my brother was 19 when he left like me my mom my brother like my dad left when i was 13 okay. and then we stayed living in this big house right yeah and my brother lived in the basement and um he moved out and me and my mom so i was 16 was that right yeah i was 16 and me and my mom moved to an apartment and then moved to a basement suite so it was just me and my mom from the time i was 16 on okay on and my mom had been sick since i was probably like six so like that's what, what what did she have exactly again? Like, um, she had like slipped discs in her back, and like she was just like physically, she had osteoporosis. I really don't even know everything that was wrong with her, but I was gonna say like, did they like, did, is there a possibility that she died from something they didn't even really know exactly what it was? Well, until... she died from a heart attack, which I I had found out. Like I remember being in middle school and hearing something that she had like some sort of heart something, and being really scared and like going to school crying and then my mom being like oh no no it's not even an issue like everything's fine so i never even thought about her heart ever again like honestly never again even when she was so sick i thought like she had lung disease so she got diagnosed with lung disease which is like chronic bronchitis right right and basically they tell you you are gonna die from it and you're gonna suffocate that's that's what happens right fucking christ but it's like you know it's gonna knock 10 15 years off your life not like you're gonna die tomorrow right right, right. um so Ooh. but she just she hadn't worked ever in my life she was a stay-at-home mom right but from the time like when i was six she had got pneumonia like she'd slipped a disc in her back and then she had pneumonia and i just remember her being on all these drugs and like not she wasn't my mom so that was scary and mm. then over the years it was just yeah, she's got sicker and sicker and she slipped more and more discs in her back. Like she had surgery like a year before she died and had like two removed. Oh, really? Yeah. So, so crazy. Like, and uh, there's that incident you were talking about where she like kind of like lost it and you were like a kid. And you didn't really know. Yeah. So like, that was the first time I ever saw her um, on pain medication, I guess. Mm. And I was six and I was next door at a birthday party and it was a sleepover. So I came home just to tell her I'm not coming home. Like I, I'm, I'm over there for the rest of the night. Yeah. And she came out of her bedroom with a blow, like one of my blankets and was like, it's time for bed. The sun is row. Like she didn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And she was like a zombie and she was like trying to push me into my bed to go to sleep. Right. And I was so scared. I picked up, we had like an intercom phone. So I picked up the phone and was just screaming into it. Mm-hmm. And my friend's mom came running over and was like, okay, honey, like just sit in your room. I'm going to tuck your mom into bed. And she got my mom into bed. My mom was crying, but like she wasn't there. Like she couldn't talk to me. Right. So my friend's mom took me into the bedroom and we sat next to the bed and she said, your mom's really sick and like she'll be fine tomorrow. She's just really sick. So, you know, you're going to come over and she'll be fine in the morning. Mm-hmm. 
So that happened and like obviously nothing was ever talked about after that. Like right. I never told my dad about it. No one else ever knew about it. Right. But that's got to be really scary. How, that, how old were you? I was six. Six. Fuck. Was I six? Oof. Maybe I was eight. Six or eight. I think I was eight actually. Either way, you're Either so way. Young. young. And to see your mom just not there, like that's so scary because it's like your connection to your mom is just like, she's your, like... She's just like your the hero, idea of right? Her not being there mentally yeah. is like got to be the most terrifying. Like that's such a huge wake up call at such a young age that like something could go wrong with these people. They're supposed to protect you and trust. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what they say is like the big thing with like people beating their kids is like there's these people supposed. To, it's like why it's such a giant mind fuck is because they're they're supposed to be your secure safe place, right? Yeah. And your security. So yeah, for me that was that, that was scary. Cage from like a really young age. Yeah. And I don't really, I just remember her not being well, but I don't, didn't have any of those experiences again for a couple of years. Yeah. And then we moved, like my dad had lost his business. So we moved from this nice house into this, this shit not house, nice whatever. House. <laughs> it was really not nice house. Yeah. But, uh, um, and I remember her being sick, but I was young, right? So I didn't really pay much attention to it. And then when I was 13 and my dad left, it became pretty apparent to me. Like she was depressed, obviously her whole mm. life, what she knew was, was taken away. Right. And then this is like, just quite, like you are like, you're someone that I haven't, I don't know. Here's the thing. I don't know, but I feel like I know you pretty well. You're not someone that like wallows in depression as far as I can tell yeah. at all. But you seem to be surrounded by people who are, you know, or at least with mm -hmm. like, the, like, I think that's so like the way that I like, I've been th thinking a lot about it lately because the way that I dealt with things like the loss of Jesse mm -hmm. is totally different than I am now because I had my mom that was always going to love me regardless of how crazy or depressed or mean or nasty I was. Cause that's mm -hmm. how I was. Like I, after Jesse died, You're a problem teenager. Like oh, you said. <laughs> and, like I went from being like you know a fuck up to just a terrible disaster. Like right. I was. And how could you not after like such a crazy random event? Yeah, and like I knew that she was always going to love me, right? So I would say yeah. nasty things to her, and I would like just oh, I was just angry. I was just an angry, angry person, yeah. and I was depressed and I would cry. I hated myself. I hated everyone around me. I apparently kicked out my, I don't even remember this. I kicked my best friend out of my house for being too happy because I was so depressed. I can relate to that so much though. I get it. I like, want to meet I, that version of you so badly oh, because like, holy shit. I was just When I'm surrounded angry. by happy people and I'm depressed, I just like, it's petty, but I get, I'm like, fuck you. Yeah. And your fucking happiness. Of course. Like I, <laughs> I can see me doing it. Like that's the thing when she told me years later that I had done this, I was like, like, I don't remember like doing up, it, but I don't remember it at yeah, all. Yeah, and that's why I said I said I'm sorry for doing this. I don't remember doing it, but I do not put it past me. Like yeah. I was that person. I was so angry that I, I didn't want to fucking see anyone happy. And if I heard of about like not. if they were out the night before and they would tell me about it, I'm like I don't want to fucking hear it. Yeah, yeah. like oh, it's so gangster. I love it. I was mean. Yeah. So after. After, after after my mom death, died, did you though, fall into a depression though, or was it? I was already like I was depressed from a young age. Like I, when I was. 13 like i was depressed from a really young age really right. really young age like really. when my before my dad left even but then after my dad left it was like 
I was really, really depressed. Yeah. And, like, me and, my, and my mom was discovered depressed. discovered the world's fucking random and cold and scary. Yeah. And you're like, fuck everything. Yeah. And my mom was depressed. So she was, I had never seen my mom cry until, really, until my dad left. And she fell apart. And I and fell apart. And that's got to make a person angry. Yeah. When I see my mom upset about something, I fucking, ugh, there's nothing like so rage inducing than that. Yeah, and I I held it against my dad for years and years and years. Like our relationship, I it was just constant fucking yelling. Like he yeah. and I would scream at each other, and he didn't take my shit right. Like I would yeah. yell and he would yell, and we wouldn't talk for months because he wasn't going to put up with that shit, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, me and my mom would just lay in bed together crying for months. Right. And I finally I saw her as a woman. Like it yeah. was the first time where I was like wow you're not just mom yeah, yeah your name yeah. is Corey, and you are a woman and you have feelings and like, a life and yeah. all sorts of like layered oh my god and you had dreams and hopes and you like you're a human yeah like it was yeah so i finally saw her as that but um i realized how sick she was like I, how much pain she was in i would say because i didn't realize she was actually ill i just knew she was in a lot of pain um which is like and that's seeing your loved one suffer is fucking shitty as well you yeah know what I mean? like and then like ugh. yeah and like she she didn't work she couldn't work yeah um she was brilliant beyond i've never known someone to be as smart as she was she lived for knowledge like she yeah. read a book a day she would read medical journals like right just because she wanted knowledge right yeah, yeah yeah and she was funny and quirky and she wasn't like uptight she was you could talk to her about anything and she wouldn't judge you because she's done some shit in her life right yeah, like yeah. it was she's a really cool person but uh like when you talk about her it sounds like you guys were so like a lot of you've learned a lot from your mom i remember just yeah. from our conversations yeah I really just hanging did. out you know what i mean like you know i really did and i think about it now and i'm like uh, she would be such a cool friend. You know what I mean? Because I was just, yeah. like, when she died, I was just at that point where... Where you guys can hang out. Yeah. Like, I still, like, I was with her all the time, but it wasn't... Mm -hmm. She was always worried about me. And yeah. now I'm, I'm... Now you're, like, a woman, and you... I'm your, doing and my life. mom in your own right, and... Yeah. It'd be cool. I imagine it would be really cool. To just have, like... I don't know. I just... I think about how our relationship would be, right? Like, we... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'd probably be a lot smarter <laughs> if she was still around. <laughs> like she was, yeah, different perspective. But sounds like a really nurturing person. Too. She was, yeah. I never. Uh, I slept in her bed every night until she died. Like I was twenty, and I slept in my mom's oh, bed. That's so sweet, so, though. Yeah, I was really, I was very fortunate to have someone to experience that kind of love. You know. Like, I was very, very loved. Yeah. But, yeah, so... Ooh. Yeah, so after that, I had seen her... It was kind of... It became, like, a regular thing that she was on these drugs and wasn't there. she ever there. in her hospitals? No. Okay. No. Like, she was always at the doctor. Like, she always went to the doctor. And um, I don't know what fucking cocktails they had her on, but... Either they didn't mix or she was taking too much. I don't know. I have mm -hmm. no idea. But there was quite a few days, more than not, that she was pretty fucked up. 
and I just accepted it because the way that as I got older, the way I saw it too was like like if she had a beer, one beer because mm. of the medication, she was not there anymore. You know, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I can imagine being a fucking grown woman, and like yeah, I, again back to like. I'm a grown fucking woman. I should be able to have a beer in my fucking bedroom. Absolutely. Like, I'm in my home. I'm not driving. I should be able to get fucked up. Like, it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. There was one beer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, it, it, was, it was rough, though, because there was days where I just really needed to talk to my mom, and I couldn't because she wasn't there. Yeah. You know, she was physically there, but she wasn't mentally there. Yeah. And But I didn't want to make her feel shitty about it and, and call her out her. on it because she was again her life was shit she was handed this fucking life and she didn't know how to get out of it nor can i even now your back your fucking body breaks down on you what are you supposed to do like what is the right thing to do in that situation i really don't know right so um and you can't really like it's so sam harris wrote this book once about uh the idea of free will and like whether it really exists in the sense that like i think here's the thing he's a much smarter person than i am has a much bigger vocabulary so it's hard <laughs> for me to understand but i basically the gist of it is like if you took the same person with the exact same genetics and the exact same experiences if you were that person with the same genetics genetics and experiences in the same situations you have done the exact same thing because your actions are sort of determined by your genetics and your past experiences mm-hmm. You know, so there's in a weird way, like you run, you know, you rewind the clock and it's your, you know, mind and your mom's body say, yeah. or it's even your friend who had diabetes. You would do the same thing because your brain is now his brain, yeah. same genetics, and you're just going to have the same behaviors, you know, because free will doesn't technically exist in a world where everything's determined by experience and genetics. You know, that's an interesting theory but yeah, yeah so it's like but you know it just plays the idea that like evil people could it could be any one of us you yeah. know what i mean like people that you see as like you know it's kind of it doesn't it doesn't mean that people bad people shouldn't be punished or people shouldn't be held accountable for the actions because they obviously should yeah but uh it's just kind of an interesting way of looking at it yeah um but i interrupt you no, no i'm a okay. bad interviewer so it's <laughs> <laughs> <That's> okay <laughs> um <laughs> Okay, so yeah, like it was. I also like. It sounds like it got to a point. I mean, you never said this to me, but it, got, it seems like, like as you got older, you were kind of like a caretaker for your mom a little bit. Like, yeah, yeah. There was like once I started working full time. Um, and like fuck again, like I was young and I was selfish. So there was. She had her disability money, and then I mm. worked full time. But mm. in the city, like I made. On a good month, I took home $1,600, you know, Yeah. in the month. Yeah. So I would pay for bills and groceries and she would pay for rent. And But we did get to a point where it was like for the first time, like we didn't have a car. Yeah. But it was like the first time where we weren't always struggling. struggling. Like we actually, we had food and if we wanted to buy a pack of smokes, it wasn't like, okay, let's scrape up our money, right? Yeah. We were like... We can buy a pack of smokes. We're Which is nice. rich. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it was, it was Which is weird. like normal for like, probably the lower end of normal for most people. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, I just relate because I'm like, I've fucking been there so many times, yeah. you know, like, but like when you come from like almost nothing, it's, it's really freeing to be like, oh my God, 
like I don't have to worry about not eating tomorrow <laughs> or something, yeah. you know? Yeah, because like we had our, our times where we had not tons of money, but we were good. But mm. for me and my mom, our time, just me and her, yeah, we didn't. We were always struggling. Yeah. You know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah. So it was we were finally at a point where like our dual incomes made it so we didn't have to worry so yeah. much, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, she was uh, so financially, yes. And then... Um, yeah, there was times she couldn't get out of bed, so I had to help her out of bed and had to help her wash her hair and, um, she couldn't really cook because she couldn't stand in the kitchen for too long. And, um, yeah. So I saw her struggle and like a lot of people didn't believe how sick she was because they weren't there and they wanted to just believe that she was lazy and didn't want to work. And but, was, that must have been especially frustrating for you being there for her and seeing it. It was in, it enraged me because I knew no one wants to have to struggle and see mm. their children struggle because they can't provide for them. Yeah. No one wants to do that. No, of course, of course not. And she couldn't. She physically mm. couldn't. She tried. Like when my dad left, she went back to school. So she was a nurse by trade. Right. And then... She went back to school to be a pharmacy technician, graduated the top of her class. She couldn't do it, though, because she could not physically sit for eight hours or stand for eight hours. She couldn't. She needed yeah. to be able to lie down like she could not do it. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Um, it wasn't for lack of wanting a better life for us. She just couldn't provide it. Right. So yeah. it's unfortunate because I can't imagine that would that say, I mean, if that feeling, was you, right? you would, yeah, exactly. You can only imagine how she must have felt. And... and the days, like, I was, you know, I was a little fucker. So I'd be like, what do you mean I can't have those fucking jeans? No, yeah. Sam, like, I can't even fucking put gas in the car right now. No, you're not getting $80 jeans. Like, right. But when you're you a think? kid, you really don't. No. And then when even, I was a kid, I didn't get the concept of why I can't have something either. You always just assume, like, what do you mean you don't have money? Of course you have money. You're lying. Your mom. Yeah, yeah, you're mom. Of course. You always have money. Yeah, exactly. Like you didn't understand. Why would you lie to me, mom? Yeah. You almost think like they're just like I seriously, vindictive. I always thought she was lying to me until yeah. I got older and realized, <laughs> oh, I get it. <laughs> right? It's just fucking hard. Yeah. And then even when I was working and I was contributing, there was months where I barely, like I would you know, 800 bucks or whatever went to to her and to us. Yeah. And the other 800, I was like, fuck you. I worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm buying myself these jeans and I'm getting my nails done. Right, right, And right. she would be like, Sam, like our, our cable is about to get cut off. And I was like, I don't fucking care. I'm getting my nails uh, done. Yeah. Like I worked for this <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. I was just so entitled, right? I was right, like, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Because you're a kid. You're well, a fucking Well, I was like, all, all my friends get to work and they get all their money is theirs. And That's Brian, where, like, when I, my brother I, lived at home, yeah. he worked and his money was all his. It didn't go towards anything to do with right. us. So I was angry, right? Yeah. And, Looking back, like I, I forgive myself, be, but, but yeah, but it's also like your mom's just trying, to, like I don't know what to tell you, Sam. Like, and she life didn't isn't want... fair, and this sucks exactly. <laughs> and I remember getting so mad at her because she would always say to me, like, things will get better, babe. Things will get better because I would be like, yeah, like I, no one has ever seen me in that uh, raw of a state. Like she's seen me, like I would, I was just a fucking lunatic. Yeah. But I think, and maybe that's why I'm pretty uh, level now, because I never want to go back to that place where I was just a fucking lunatic. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. any little thing would set me off and like, yeah, just crying to her and being like, when? 
you say things are going to get better when yeah, when yeah, we're yeah. fucking poor it's never going to get better yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah, when yeah. right yeah it doesn't even make sense right and yeah but she always would just tell me things will get better babe like this too shall pass she would always say yeah. And I'm like, yeah, fucking, yeah, whatever. Like, yeah. we're still poor. Just as poor as we were a week ago. Like, we're still poor. Like, it does. <laughs> I, I, I get that sentiment so much. Where you're just like, everything's hopeless. Like, stop yeah. it. Stop being so positive, Exactly. Mom. Stop telling me this shit because it's not actually true. Like, yeah, nothing's yeah. getting better. Nothing will get better. And yeah. it just... And, you know, to be honest, it, it eventually... It's your choices. And I've I've come to learn that... Um, it's truly the choices that you make in your life that, and like people yeah, that, do get people yeah. do get dealt shitty hands. But like mm. in my life, the way that I am right now, I could make my life shit, and I could decide, nah, you know, I really don't want to fucking work, and I really don't want to do this, and and yeah, my life would be shit, and I have no one to blame for it but myself because I yeah. am capable of working and putting an effort in and becoming mm. su- successful. I have those opportunities, right? So I could change, and alter my life, just like I've altered it in a better way. I could have made it worse. Worse, right? Absolutely, so, yeah, yeah. It's about for sh- for sure, absolutely choices. Yeah, um, that's fucking crazy. Um, so it was. Did you ever? Did you think she when she you knew she was sick the whole time? But do you think she was dying? Was there ever a point where like mom's dying now? No, no. But I remember finding out. I think it was like a year before she died that she had lung disease i didn't know and then i i remember just feeling this panic and i like got on the computer and i googled it and it was like you know it was pretty fucking shit what i was reading and i was like just hysterical yeah and i'm like you're gonna die and she was like babe like yeah i'm gonna die earlier but I like d- fucking chill. Like, she's probably she was, already like made peace with it at that point too. Like. Yeah, and she. I remember it's just she sat on the couch with me and she held me and I just sobbed and I was like, "You cannot like I will kill myself." Yeah, yeah. I cannot live in this world without you. Like you don't mm. understand. She's like, "Babe, That's like so you're being ridiculous because I am not fucking dying." Mm. And so she kind of like was laughing at me, right, to lighten the situation. The yeah, because yeah. she's your mom and she wants you to feel better. And she like, didn't want me to live with. Wondering when she yeah. was going to die, I guess. Worrying, like looking over your mom's shoulder the whole time, worrying about her yeah. well-being. Yeah. You know, it's so. like affecting your life, your life in the negative for like a long term. Like, is it happening now? Like, you're just paranoid all the time. She didn't want yeah. So, no, I didn't. Uh, I there was never a fucking, you know, death sentence. No one ever said she's going to die. Mm-hmm. So, like, she didn't have cancer. She didn't have anything terminal like like, you know so she's always just kind of like you said in pain like she's just sick yeah like i just that's all i knew though right like yeah exactly so it was normal it was normal right but um yeah when it happened it was it was a total shock like i i was not expecting it it was right yeah you were you said you were at work yeah i was at work i am so i was pretty dependent on her for everything so like she would get up at five in the morning with i would wake her up at five in the morning every Mm. morning to have tea with me and walk me to the bus stop yes i was 20 years old and Uh, i wanted my mom to walk me to the bus stop like i love that kind of it was and i like it was just nice she would walk me to the bus stop gave me a hug and a kiss before i got on and 
Yeah. So I'd call her like I'd be at work and I'd call her like six times a day. Right. And that morning I didn't wake her up because she had pneumonia and she wasn't feeling well. And the night before she wasn't feeling good. Mm-hmm. So in the morning I was like, oh, okay, I'll let her sleep. I'll go to I'll go to Work the bus stop by myself. Which is like, fuck, that is so sad. That's a, such a sad because it's like. I don't even know. Like, I don't oh know if she was unconscious God. at that time. I really yeah. have no idea. Right. So I didn't wake her it up. It was like your last fucking could have been your last walk. You know? Yeah. Like, God damn it. Yeah. I have no idea what. I don't know. But do yeah. You remember, so sorry. Do you remember what your last interaction was with her? Yeah, it was pretty shitty. I was mad because the night before she was sick, but she was on the phone all night she was calling she knew she was gonna die without a doubt she knew she was gonna die right um that's something you hear a lot too is like people seem to like she knew she was on the phone with my cousin's ex who's the father of my my cousin's first child and my cousin at the time was not really um she was on drugs and she wasn't a a, she wasn't a a good yeah she wasn't a good parent at the time yeah um I'm going to send Emma, that to her. Emma. <laughs> and my mom was really, really worried about her children's well-being. Right. So she had called Kaylee's ex, who was also not a fucking great stand-up human being, but was better than Kaylee at the time. It was like a Hail and Mary. Like... She was on the phone with him, and I was. she was like, Jesse, you need to get custody of Savannah. You need to do all these things because your daughter needs you. And she was like, and I was like fucking annoyed i just wanted to talk to her right and i was yeah. like get off the fucking phone like hello right. i'm right. here like i'm the most important thing ever like yeah. i that's how i honestly felt like i really felt like no one else should have your attention but me right yeah like yeah. i was my mom yeah this is my mom get off the phone with him oh, man i was so possessive of my mom and my grandma in that same way because it was like i was you know when i was raised when it was like up until I was five it was just my mom and she lived with my grandparents it was mostly my mom my grandma and i yeah. was just, i remember um this one moment where my mom was at school, I think, and I was doing arts and crafts with my grandma. So we're cutting pieces of construction paper and gluing shit together. And I remember um, my auntie called, and it was like one of those old rotary phones yeah, with the cord and shit. And uh, so my grandma answered, and they were talking for a while. I was so annoyed because I just wanted to, like, just wanted to, you know, fucking cut up colorful paper with my grandma. <laughs> <laughs> And so, like, then my grandma had to go to the bathroom in the middle of the conversation. So I, like, picked up the phone. And I was like, hello. And my aunt's like, Brayden. And I'm like, I think I said something like, you took my grandma away. I got to cut you now. And I cut the phone cord with the scissors. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I can understand that. <laughs> you were a fucking psycho child. Oh, I was like, sorry. You got to go. <laughs> I was like a little mobster. I was like, you're getting in the way of what I want. So just I'm going to cut the phone. <laughs> no one will shit. ever call again. You cannot call back. Like they just it, this is the only phone. There's there's no way. That's insane. <laughs> oh God, so much trouble. Oh, such a little shit face. That's fucking funny though. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I've solved the problem. Like now we can just cut pieces of construction paper forever and ever. Yeah, just forget about the phone that I just wrecked. Just just come back to me now. Yeah, and like, yeah, let's, let's just yeah. have, have our yeah, time. Yeah, just solve their fucking problem, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now it's got a triangle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I think lots of kids are like that, though, with their mom. Like, that's that's your mom, right? Or your, oh, so your person, right? Suck tit. Yeah. Such a fucking... 
So was for I. sure, for sure. So was I. But yeah, so and then after she passed away, I had like her Facebook um, password. And that night she had sent a message to her sister and said, like, Kathy, I need you to call me. Like, I'm not I'm sick. I need you to call me tonight. Jesus Christ. And she didn't call or answer. And then she had messaged one of her best friends like, you know, I've been trying to get a hold of you. I really need to talk to you. Mm-hmm. I know she knew. So, yeah, that day I went to work and it was like 11 and I'm like calling the house and she's not answering. My mom didn't go anywhere. Like right. Ever. So like she, she was went, at the house. You knew she was she home. She was always at home my entire life, right? She was either, or if she had a doctor's appointment or she'd go to the grocery store. So it was never like an hour was the longest. I knew she didn't have a doctor's appointment. Yeah. So maybe she ran to the store for smokes. Right. Yeah. But she wasn't answering. And then I called my Nana and my Nana was like, no, I haven't been able to get a hold of her. Like I, I don't, I'm kind of worried. And I was like, I'm, I'm worried. So I called my dad and like, I didn't drive back then. And my, it was like an hour and a bit bus ride to get to work. So I called my dad who lived in Vancouver and I'm like, can you make it out here within the hour and pick me up for lunch? And like, just, I just want to go home and like, just check check on on her. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I remember thinking I was kind of crazy. Right. But on the way there, like my dad and I were like joking and having this gut feeling like we shouldn't be laughing right now. Right. Like joking about like, what if mom's dead? No, like we were just joking about whatever. Like we were just talking and having a laugh. But I had like this guilty feeling for even having a laugh. Right. And then. Which is strange, right? Yeah. Like it was just this weird feeling. And then um, my dad stayed in the car and I went upstairs and my mom was in bed, but she was like propped up. She was sitting up and was unconscious and I pulled the blankets back and like I couldn't wake her up and her skin was purple and like marbled and I called my dad and I'm like she's she's dead like come on you need to come in so he ran in and he said you need to call 911 and he started doing CPR and uh yeah the ambulance he did continue to do CPR until they got there and uh me and my dad went downstairs and the police were there like and they were trying to talk to me and I just remember them asking me questions and I was like can we do this another time like why are you crazy and I just like fell to my knees because I couldn't even fathom what they were asking me yeah and then I sat on the couch with my dad and they were upstairs working on her and uh on the table there's like these on the back of an envelope my mom had written out a whole bunch of like deep quotes which is really weird yeah like it was very strange like so i'm like reading them and i'm like this is so weird but i couldn't i didn't piece everything together till after like i realized now i know she knew she was dying yeah there was no no reason for any of the things that she had done yeah Calling people the yeah. night before and, and like, I know trying to she, take care of business almost. Pretty much. Like, and I know that she knew she knew that I loved her. So she didn't need to talk to me that night. Yeah. Like she didn't feel the need to. to like, ah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And she had said to me like a week prior to that. She was like, baby, you don't need me anymore. And she was crying. And I remember being like, Jesus Christ. What the fuck are you talking about? And I was like so mad. Holy I was like, fuck what do you mean I don't need you? Yeah. And she was like, no, like you're like, cause she had gone to take care of my Nana who had mm. had a hip replacement. Yeah. So she had been there for a week and she came home and I had just had like my, just met my first new boyfriend like a month prior. Mm-hmm. So I was spending 
like nights at his house for the first time ever. I wasn't home. Right. And uh, yeah, she came home the one day and was like, babe, you don't need me anymore. And she had tears in her eyes. And I was like, just because I have a boyfriend doesn't mean I don't need you. Like I, mm. like I may dump him tomorrow. Like, I don't know. And you're my mom and I love you and I need you. Yeah. I'll always need you. Yeah. So it was a really weird comment. Right. But so, yeah, looking back and putting the pieces together, I'm like, okay, so she knew. But yeah, so I was sitting on the couch and oh, I saw that. Fuck. That's I, fucking crazy, man. That's so... It's bone chilling. Like, it's like it's so, it's so sad and like, like, yeah. Do you remember the quotes? Um, Some of them. It was like... Um, what's that one where it's like face the sun and all sh shadows shall fall behind you and then there was just like a I've got them all I put them all on the back of her uh, her funeral card oh that's fucking A yeah holy shit because it was her words I thought that yeah absolutely was a good idea but yeah, it was, uh, and then one was like, I, I love living. It's the greatest thing they've come up with so far or something. And <laughs> like, there's like, that's just her. Like, yeah, she's yeah. like quirky. Her whole yeah personality and her sense of humor was like so dry sometimes, but she's fucking funny. That's fucking awesome. And I didn't appreciate her funniness. You know what I mean? Because I was like, oh, you're just stupid. You're yeah. my mom. Like, mom. Yeah. Or Shut like, up, mom. Yeah. Or you're not cool. And now that I'm older. And <laughs> I'm I cool and young and you're old and not cool. Exactly. And now I appreciate weirdness. Yeah. You know, because yeah. like, she was she was weird, like geeky. And she was just an unreal human. Right. But yeah. I was like too cool for school. Right. And I'm like, wow, no, she was actually fucking real funny. Like and she was genuinely funny. It's so like it's so crazy how concerned you are when you're younger with being cool. Yeah. How much you like just decide to not. How much in life you could enjoy, you just decide not to. Because it out wasn't of fear cool. of being not. I remember I was dating this girl, and I was like insisted, like we both were just like we're just dark, and we insist that farts aren't funny. <laughs> <laughs> and I was lying to her the whole time. Every single fart I've ever heard has made me laugh. <laughs> but I was just like, I was lying to myself. Like, yeah. I thought, like, you know what I mean? I was like, it's so, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you really like. Miss out on a lot of, like, I think about the cool people that I met that I could have had really awesome friendships with, but yeah. they weren't cool. Yeah. So I wouldn't be friends with them. And I'm like, they were the coolest people. Yeah, absolutely. Like they were genuinely the cool people, but we <laughs> yeah. were too fucking stupid to appreciate them yeah. for who they were. Yeah, exactly. Like that's why I always try to teach Jace because he'll be like, "I'm weird," and I'm like, "I'm weird." And I'm like, "Being weird is is what you want to be." Yeah, be absolutely. unique. Be whoever the fuck you want to be. It's whoever your currency you... in life. Exactly. I was like, yeah. the world would be so shitty if there wasn't weird people. Absolutely. Like, fuck. So that's like my biggest thing with him. Mm -hmm. Like, just be who you are. Be a freak. Be weird. Be an outcast. You are the fucking gold of this universe. Like, Oof. yeah. And we don't. Sure. We he's never gonna see it until he's yeah, until he's up, older. Right? Yeah, yeah. He, and he'll look back on it, and maybe he'll be on a podcast and be like, "Yeah, my mom was so weird, and I never appreciated yeah. it." <laughs> and she <laughs> yeah. told me, "Like, be weird. It's yeah. okay to be weird." And, and I, I was thought, like, "Mom, you're crazy. Be cool." Yeah, <laughs> now, exactly. He's like, but now it's like, yeah, be weird. Yeah. Fucking be weird. So I, I mean. 
must have been devastating when your mom like i can't even yeah. i think about what would happen if my parents died right now and i don't i don't know what i would do i'm like you where you're like i'd commit suicide like this is fucking crazy which is the way that i um life is weird man like i never thought that i would be where i am today or deal with things the way that i deal with things so it's mm -hmm. funny how you're like you just seem like you know you can handle whatever and i'm like I didn't have, you don't have a choice. At a point, you don't have a choice. I didn't have anyone. Like, I only mm. had my mom. I had my yeah. dad who's like off doing his own shit. My brother's doing his own shit. Mm. They're not supportive human beings. They're just not. Yeah. They're men and that's who they are. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so she died and like, I just, yeah, I remember rent. It was that she died on the 21st of the month. And, she paid the rent. Like I paid for the other shit. She paid the rent. Mm. And she, the day that she died was the day that she got her, um, her, check. her disability check. Right. Yeah. So I had to go that day and take as much money out of her bank account as I could. Yeah. Which is like, she had a $500 limit or something. Right. And which, how fucking shitty is that? Like I leave the hospital after she dies and but you have to take I have to go to the bank well. to fucking take this money out. Yeah. And then the next morning I tried and they find out about death real fast. It's government money. So it doesn't go to anyone. The government just takes it back. Right. Right. So the next morning I tried to take it out. Her accounts are all frozen because the only money she has is government yeah. money. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I remember screaming at the bank tellers like just fucking losing now my not mind. only are you like your mom is gone I can't but live you I can't, can't fucking pay rent yeah Whew. so I ended up coming up with the money like people helped me to pay that but right. um I didn't stay there like yeah. I remember going home to grab some of my stuff and looking in her room and the bed is is flipped up because they had to flip the bed up to put her on the floor to do proper CPR and there's like rubber and like not needles but like the packaging from needles because they had to give her like epinephrine or whatever the fuck yeah. it was to yeah, get her heart medical going stuff again to like try and revive her like medicine Oof. and there's just shit every it was just a disaster it's like latex and yeah and, yeah so i like just closed the door and didn't i was not at my house like i just i went home to grab my shit and then um went to holly's house for a couple nights and then was staying at my boyfriend's house. Mm. So I paid rent for this fucking place that I never slept in again. Yeah, you're like, fuck this. Yeah, I can't like, be here right now. Yeah. So. You must have been so, like, talking about being cynical after your boyfriend dies. After your mom dies, I can't imagine how, how much you're like, fuck, fuck everything. It's so, I wasn't, though. Really? The weirdest thing. I was just fucking sad. Like, I was sad. And I wasn't. I, w I wasn't angry like I I was just sad yeah and um then I wasn't sad I was but I, I was able to internalize it because I had to live mm -hmm. so I tried to go back to work you only get two weeks off like that's all you get that's not enough that's all I know and especially because it wasn't like I'm a grown adult even though like that's still shitty when you lose a parent whenever yeah but I wasn't I we lived together and I was... Your early 20s? I was 20. You're, 20. You're just 20. I just turned 20. Jesus. And I I had nothing. I was, this is all I ever knew, right? Yeah. And all of a sudden, I'm supposed to go back to go to work and be functional. 
So I ended up going back to work for a week and I would do as much of my job as I could. And then I'd find a corner of the warehouse to just cry in. I would just sit in a ball and cry. So Mm -hmm. I went to the doctor and I'm like, I can't, I can't do this. And she's like, no, you can't. You need to go on medical leave. So she put me on medical leave for four months. And uh, me and Holly got a place. She decided she was going to move out of her parents' house, which was awesome. Yeah. Like solid. She moved out of her parents' house and got a place with me. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was like through the summer and I just got, I started smoking pot again because I quit smoking pot. So I started smoking pot again and I drank and party and whatever. Just do whatever you could. Just do whatever I could. And then after that time was up, it was like, like, I, I don't have, I don't have time to just sit here and wallow in pity mm-hmm. because that's not an option. No right. one is going to take care of me. There was no one who was like, you had you here, and your Sam. mom and now your mom is gone. Yeah. There is no one who was like, here, Sam, like, come, come live with me and I'll take care of you. It was, you're on your own there, honey. Like you have, this is it. You want to live. You got to fucking do it. Right? right. So that was basically my only option. So that's, there was no time. You just did it. You just fucking yeah. pushed through. Do you like how, I mean, like, I don't know. I've, from what I've heard from people who've lost people close to them, like sometimes it's like, doesn't it like register right away? Did it register right away with you? Like, um, did it feel like she was gone? Like when she was gone? It did. Imagine and, finding it her. Did and when, it didn't. Like, right. Well, because I found her and they were able to get her her heart back. No, oh, Jesus, really? But she was she was brain dead and her heart was not strong. Like she was on life support. And then I called everyone that came to the hospital and everyone said goodbye to her. And then they gave I had to make the choice of if I wanted to keep her on life support or not. And um, I yeah, I had to decide not to. Because they said, like, guaranteed, once we turn that machine off, she's going to be gone within five minutes. Like, she is not there. Yeah. And I didn't want to believe them, right? Yeah. But when I turned out, it was within five minutes, she was completely gone, right? So I did believe it, but I didn't. Like, I still, to this day, it's been seven and a half years. Right. And I still, to this day, something will happen, and I'll be like, oh, I want to call. Oh, yeah, like. You can't call. You can't. I can't tell her. And yeah. like, I read an article the other day, and I truly believe that no one's grief is worse than another. You know, yeah, like I, I that makes sense for sure. So I've had people say, like, I had someone recently who's who lost their partner, say, like, you know, it's not the same as losing anyone else. Your partner is the person that you're building your life with. So when you lose your husband or whatever, that is the worst pain. And mm. I let them. I let them have, have their- that. But I completely disagree yeah. because everyone's, everyone has pain and there's, it's not up to anyone to say that their pain is worse than another's. It's just, it's not fair. Yeah, yeah. yeah it no, is totally, not fair. Totally. So I let her have that. Yeah. And I'm because like, she's hurting and like, exactly. Know, what the fuck, right? Exactly. And she doesn't know the pain that I went through. So <sighs> she can't explain. She could not understand what I went through. Right. Exactly. But she may not be able to open up her mind in that way to see things that way right yeah but, absolutely um yeah so no i i still to this day it doesn't register but it's just it's i read this thing the other day and it was this person saying you know it was an article about people who lose their parents at a young age mm-hmm. 
And a lot of it was very accurate because she was saying, like, you know, I hate it when people in their mid, like, who are middle age say to me, I know what you're going through. No, you Mm. don't know what I'm going through. Your mom was there for your wedding, your children, your entire world. They got to see you become a human and an adult and self-sufficient. Yeah. I didn't. You know, and I'm not saying that their pain is any less, but you don't understand what I'm going through, nor do I understand what you're going through. Yeah, it's completely unique. Because now you're like, say I did, my mom was around till I was 50 Mm -hmm. and she got to see my kids grow. Mm -hmm. Now I'm dealing with my kids grieving her as well. So you have a total different level of pain. Yeah, exactly. So like there's, there's bad shit with every loss, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's fucking crazy. But that is the number one worst thing to say to anyone who's grieving. I... I and I totally understand. We, I gotta imagine I'd want to like choke someone if they like, said that to me. Like I'd be so angry. It's offensive. It's, <laughs> well, it's yeah. offensive because it's like you do not understand my yeah. pain. Especially when it's like when it's happening in that moment, it must feel like your heart's being ripped out of your chest. Yeah, it really did. And, and fucking. And I don't know if you yeah. ever deal with it. And like I often think I'm like, well, have I even dealt with this at all? Because every other loss, I was like a fucking mess yeah so you i clearly dealt with something like yeah, whether yeah. so i felt like that was the way that you're supposed to grieve mm-hmm. and then it and didn't I, happen it wasn't like yeah. that with my mom i i dealt with it in a totally different way and i i still like once a couple times a year i'm i have a night i only allow myself about an hour yeah i'll force myself to face it and i'll lay in bed and i'll look through old pictures and i will sob yeah. And miss her and then suck it up and move forward the next day. Because yeah. that is reality. I'm a mother. I am a working person. I yeah. need to be able to function in life, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, God, you're such a strong person. I remember my dad told me because he lost his mom when he was 14. And he was talking about how he didn't, it was like four years later when it like registered with him. He was like laying in bed and he just started crying. <laughs> And realize, like, I'm not ever going to get to have these. My mom, I was really, yeah. I still get jealous. It was really bad in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, I couldn't stay at Holly's house because her. And her mom. Her mom. I I hated them. Yeah. For having each other. Yeah. And How, I would. Yeah. I, I would, totally understand. Yeah. That. So now I. It's not as, as bad. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, sometimes when I see mothers and daughters, and like that for me, I'm like when I want when I think about getting married, I really hope that I have a relationship with my mother-in-law, a good relationship, mm-hmm. and I hope to have a daughter someday that I can have that bond with. Not to say I can't yeah. have a good bond with my son because I yeah, do, no. but a female and a female is a totally different relationship, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I know, like me and my son have a great bond, and yeah. you know, but it's not a daughter right yeah exactly no for sure and even if i don't have a daughter it is what it is i've got a great relationship with my son but yeah it would be nice to have that kind of a bond yeah yeah again, like, right yeah for sure for sure like there's like a there's like a thing between like when you have the same when you know you, there's like a weird unspoken thing with your parent that you're like the same gender as you know what i mean yeah. um this is we especially like oh, man we had with him Another weird, like, funerals are expensive, and it sounded like you didn't have a lot of money. What did you do for the funeral? My dad pulled it together. Really? My dad, um, I don't know where he got the money from. I Mm. think that 
I know my godmom paid for like the food and I think I don't think my nana paid for anything. Right. But my dad I think just pulled it That stress together. you out when you you're planning the funeral you're like fuck where is this? Well and then like, they, like I had to people, like, like fucking juice you so hard for money when people die too that's a disgusting thing about the death business oh yeah it's like it's expensive and like that money could have gone towards a lot of other things but um and i didn't i didn't know like i regret her funeral on the way that it went because i didn't there was no one giving a eulogy really yeah like her her stepsister is a is a pastor so uh-huh. she was up there leading everything, but oh, she basically okay. didn't open mic. Yeah. And there was like probably 200, there was a lot of people there. I don't even know. I didn't look, I was at the front and I didn't look behind me when I did. There was just people standing and all the seats were taken, right? Yeah. There's a lot of people, but um, yeah, like it was just like silent. Oh, like everyone's me. put on the spot. Oh. So then I felt so guilty. Do you feel like I should have written something? or? Yeah. Like I just, I didn't know what to do and I didn't. I didn't even know if I could like I I didn't know if I could I really couldn't like I was probably I was like wailing not just crying I was bawling bawling and hyperventilating and like I could not maybe I could have but right at that time I didn't feel like I could but the first person who got up was this guy he's a handicapped boy that lived down the alley from me one of my friend's older brothers right and his name was David, and he um, he used to, like, run away from home and come to my house. And, like, I wasn't there, and right. my mom would, like, come outside and have a smoke while he would, like, pet our dog and our cat, and she would sit oh, there. And, and it was, like, daily he would come down and hang yeah. out with my mom. And um, he was – it was silent for, like, a, a good – maybe it was less time, but it felt, felt like, like forever. Years? <laughs> yeah, yeah, cause, well, because it's like the same one come say something and nothing happens. It was like waiting for someone to do it. Yeah. And he got Holy up there. This, this boy. This like. Yeah. I will forever love him. Right. Like he, out of everyone, someone who's mentally not even 100%, he was like, I'm going to do this. And he got up and he just spoke from his heart. And he said she was such a kind woman and she she would hang out with me every day and she would let me hang out with her dog and um oh it was just yeah he will always hold this piece of my heart for that right and then my friend who flew in from australia to be there Mm -hmm. got up and then um my mom's sister got up and yeah then people started getting up and speaking right and then we finished it, like watched the slideshow and finished. It. And there's so many people there that I hadn't seen like since kindergarten, like really since like just people that I didn't think would have ever been there were there. Yeah. And um, it was good. It's just I wish that it would have been. So you wish we, you would have said something maybe. Yeah. And yeah. wish I would maybe talk to someone, seeing if someone would like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Plan something because she deserves so much more than that but um david that was just amazing what he did it's fucking it's really heartwarming what's what's like one of your happiest memories of your mom my favorite memories are just me and her laying in her bed right there's nothing like crazy just like yeah just talking 
just talking like i could talk to her about everything and like she was so supportive like fucking getting me down from my mushroom high like like, just like didn't say a word she got me home like she called the cap got me home and continued doing on with her night she was reading her book had the news on the tv smoking her smokes Mm -hmm. and put a pillow in her lap and rubbed my head while she continued on with her night and did not like it was just this calm like it was just a normal evening and she talked to me when i wasn't high right and just like Uh. calm me down but i don't know as a kid like she was she took us to the beach every single day in the summer shared her love of water right um the way she was with my friends like my a lot of my friends didn't have great parents Mm -hmm. and my mom self poco man it's rough yeah (laughs) my mom my mom loved them and supported them and helped them make really hard decisions in their lives and supported them through them so i don't know i just i miss i miss everything about her i just miss that um having that example like i i don't think i'm a i think i am a good i know i'm a good person right but absolutely i think if i had that example and like certain choices that i've made in my life since she's Mm. passed i probably wouldn't have made had she been here but again they've made me who i am and this is my journey yeah exactly but had she been there i would have had a some sound advice right right the idea of like would i like you know and obviously she would be proud of you i think you're fucking a great human being so why wouldn't she be thank Uh, you uh, yeah, I don't know. And like, just I was telling Lauren the other day, I was like, it's once in a while I realize, and I'm not, you know, feeling sorry for myself. It's just a fact. Mm-hmm. I realize, wow, I'm really fucking alone. Like, I really am. I have my son, but yeah, but he's dependent on you. He's exactly. Not like, he's not I have like, no one like... to be dependent on. Yeah, I have yeah. no one that like, if I fucking, you're a fucking pillar, man. You're doing it. You're really doing it. But also, it's scary. Well, it's scary. It's I'm very like, scary. But you're doing great, also. Thank you. Like you're fucking killing it at life. So <laughs> try having like I remember having the flu like four months ago, mm-hmm. and that was like a moment I was like, "There's no one to take care of me." Like oh. I am so <laughs> sick. Like I was puking my brains out, oh. and like I had to like text my cousin. I was like, "You need to bring me ginger ale," and. I was so like even getting from my apartment door down to the door to let her in. I th- was naked. I threw a house coat on and I ran downstairs. I just like threw the door open and ran back. Like she, I probably showed her my whole butt, and everything. <laughs> like I don't even care who sees right just inhaling now. Inhaling soup. Oh, <laughs> like uh, fuck! I ran upstairs, went right back to the toilet, and I'm like. Thank you. Like, you can let yourself out now. Uh, yeah. Like, I don't I'm want, dying. I'm dying. Thank you for the ginger ale. And I really yeah. didn't want anyone to see me, but I wanted to know that there was someone there. If I died, like, you know, someone knows. Yeah. Like, I don't even know who my emergency contact's supposed to be. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like this weird thing. Yeah, for part sure. Part of my life. Because I know it's not always going to be like that. Eventually, I'm going to be with someone who will then be that, that pillar in my life. Yeah. That I can sure. be dependent on as well. Yeah. But, yeah, this phase in my life, these last years of my life have been very, I've been forced to be independent, completely independent, right? Yeah. And you, but like, it's it's funny because it's like, I don't know. I don't think, 
I don't know if anyone could do what you're doing without your experience. Like, you're just doing it in such a, like, you're so fucking put together. And I remember making so many assumptions about you and your personality because you're so pretty and you're so seemingly or like responsible and stuff like that. And I was like, well, then she's not interesting. There's no way she's got like a past. And then like, I remember when we first met, I was just like, I was like, you're not going to like me. And I started like, I was so drunk at the time too. And then like, you're fucking totally blew me away. How? And it's like, yeah, of course. Like you're kind of, you're not like some chick who's like waiting for a guy to like support you basically, Mm -hmm. you know? And you're so fucking interesting. You've lived such a fucking crazy, interesting life. Um, one last thing I wanted to quick, I wanted to kind of go over is like, I was thinking about, cause I was thinking about this and I was thinking about death cause this is about death. And, and, uh, I was like fucking, I mean, one of the, I got, I got to imagine one of the darkest things about being a parent is if everything goes perfectly well, ideal world, your kids bury you. Basically what you had to do with your mom, Jace is going to have to do with you one day. Yeah. Um, do you ever think about that? Do you ever think about like what that's going to be like? Is that ever? It, yeah. You know, as a mom, you, every choice that you make, like I may, like when I don't have him, I can go out and I'm, I sometimes have done reckless things. And then the thing that brings me back to um, reality really is the thought of, that one choice that I made could have taken, you know, my son's mother away from him. Right. Yeah. 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 He would never know me and he would have to live with that for the rest of his life because oh. I decided to make one reckless decision. Right. right? It's not worth it. Mm-hmm. And I know it's going to happen. I hope that he is a middle-aged man when he has to bury me, you know, mm-hmm. like I hope that he gets all these years with me and we get to have a friendship because right now I'm not his friend. You're his mom. I'm his mom. Which is what you should be. Yeah, you know? but I hope that we get we get to go through those years and form a friendship as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's weird to think, though. It's very weird to think because, you know, you look at your mom and, mm-hmm. like, your mom is your mom and there's this love and there's this 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 pedestal that they're always going to be on, yeah, yeah. right? Like you said, like, how can you not have money? Your mom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you exactly. have a secret pocket that money's just in. It, just, it just flows out of there. Because your mom. You need it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't realize that I'm that to someone. Right. It's very hard to wrap my mind around. It's kind of a scary thought in a way. It is because when I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not a fucking perfect mom. Mm-hmm. I'm not. And well, like, no, I, is, we yeah. look at our parents, like my mom was, you know, like she was sick and there's some choices that she made that probably weren't the right choices. But for the most part, my mom was a very fucking good mom. She mm-hmm. was always like my mom was the head of the, parent advisory council she was like just this fucking mother of the year right and i'm like holy fuck like i can't even (laughs) pack a normal lunch like oh my god so like what is he gonna look back on like yeah i mean my mom would take out every night and like you know but he'll love that too like i remember like this is weird like my mom was actually a really good cook but one of my favorite things is when she'd make like chicken nuggets and mac cheese okay but when you get it every night then you're like oh i don't know man actually you know what we had a lot and it was always awesome every time yeah it's such a comfort food now watch the simpsons mac and cheese chicken nuggets that sounds actually great right it was it was awesome um yeah you know i don't know i i really think that like i'm trying to 
step up my game because I really realized that when I had gotten him, like, what did I get him? I got him some fucking takeout <laughs> and he didn't want to eat it. I was like, he's getting sick of takeout. Like he has takeout so much that he's sick of takeout. He just wants a home cooked fucking meal, Sam. Cook him a home cooked meal. Like I am a great cook. So yeah. I have been cooking more for him. And... That's good. I mean, see, look at you. You're just, but that's weird. like he says, like we goes back to, comes down to choices. Like you said. Yeah. And we don't have a fucking manual. Like this is the thing as a parent, we don't fucking know what we're doing. Yeah. Like, I have no idea. Every day, every choice I make, every little thing, like, things that I don't think are a big deal may be traumatizing to him. You know what I mean? Like, you yes. look back at your life and there's things and you're like, oh. like What did I do? Like, yeah, or you look at, like, things that your parents did and, like, they are so negative in your mind and mm. your parents at the time didn't even think it was an issue. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I'm like, it's inevitable. There's nothing I can do about All I can do is the best that I know how to do. Yes, exactly. And at the end of the day, hope that it fucking, he's not a serial killer. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, hope that he's a yeah. good I mean, even that, it's like, human being. that's got to be at least partly genetic, right? What do you Holy think? shit. And you must be so scared of like. I went through a period where I thought, like, there was one night where I was like, I thought my kid was a serial killer. <laughs> I really did. Why? What happened? Like he killed a cat in front of me and he drank the blood and he smiled at me and and he's like, tastes better than takeout. (laughs) (laughs) I'll make my own home cooked meal. (laughs) He had like, I was carrying him to bed and like he was pulling my hair or something. And I was like, Jace, I was like, ow, like that hurts. And he was just staring at me and I was like, (laughs) no, I was like, bud, I was like, I was like, you hurt me. And he's like, I didn't mean to. And I was like, okay, this is a lesson. Doesn't matter if yeah. you meant to. Right. An accident, if you accidentally hurt someone, you still apologize. Right. Like, you say, I'm sorry. And then I will more than likely say, it's okay. But you apologize. So it's okay. Yeah. It was an accident. And he was like, no. And I laid him down in bed and I said, bud. He might just be a stand-up comedian. No, no, no. He was just, and I was like, bud, do you want to hurt me? And he was like, yep. (laughs) And I was like, are you, like, Jace. And I'm like, you do not want to hurt people. And he was like, yeah. (laughs) And I had, I was bawling. Right. You're like, what like, do I do? You have a little Dexter. Just kidding. I just said, and I was like, Kate, I can't talk to you. I love you. Good night. Yeah. And I kissed him and I left the room and I sobbed because I'm like, I have somehow raised a fucking serial Good job. killer. That's all that take out. It's directly. Yeah, it is. Um, okay. One, <laughs> that was such a great story. <laughs> um, but also kids are just fucking, they lack empathy too. I've done they some, do. well, and now, when I was a kid, I remember some like really heartless shit I've done. Oh, you know what? And me too. And yeah. I know he's not because now like he was even teaching Shyla's little boy, like he had accidentally hurt his sister yeah. and he's like, Bo, what do you say? And he's like, you oh, say I'm good. sorry. And then she'll say, it's okay. And <laughs> it'd be great though. If he was like coming at it from like <laughs> a sociopathic point of view, he's like, and now that you've lied and you can get away with it next time, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just you're keep really doing not, it. You yeah. can keep doing it. You can still hurt people. You just have to say, I'm sorry. Fine. <laughs> like, that's what my mom said. Oh, I'm sorry. You don't even have to mean it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So you're dead. All right. You're dead. And what do you, what do you want to say to Jace? What do you want to say, Jace? You're dead now. I'll send if if I mean it's very unlikely you're gonna die before me, 
but I'll just isolate this clip and I'll send it to Jace if you die before me for him. So like, say you're dead. What do you, what do you want him to know right now? If you're in the moment <laughs> that he, no pressure or anything, <laughs> you're just dead and you're giving your last, this is your last words to your son. So no pressure, but just do it. That he is the greatest thing that I have and will ever do in my life. And I am so proud of the person that he is. All of his quirks, all of his weirdness are, I just think he's the coolest human being. Like his mm. little, he, he cracks me up on days where I am miserable. He brings joy into my life. And yeah, I didn't know, I didn't know that I could love someone so much. There you go, fucking A. Yeah. And do you want to be cremated or casket? Cremate me. Do not. Like, I just think it's weird. Right. Just, don't bury me in the ground. Yeah. Just cremate me. Who fucking cares? Really, I don't. To be honest, I really don't fucking care. I'm dead. Do whatever the fuck you uh, want with me. Lucy. Do whatever you want. Yeah. If I fucking rot in the ground, I don't give a shit. I'm not there. If I burn to death, I don't fucking care. If I burn when I'm dead, it doesn't matter. <laughs> if you want to put me in a tattoo or in fireworks, I don't give a shit. <laughs> like tattoo is people that a do thing? that yeah you can put ashes in the ink and they tattoo you with, <laughs> with people's ashes you can it's make diamonds dope. out of people you can do a ton of weird shit yeah i mean you don't really care though no i don't care i don't fucking care just like have a great party fucking get drunk hell. have a laugh right on yeah and yeah that's it all right that was this weird episode not feel good people i'm gonna turn my phone off I can't. I'm a bad person. And I'm a bad interviewer. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Smile from a veil